Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome into Arrowhead Advocate Live here, Radio Row, Super Bowl 58 Chiefs and the 49ers. Sterling Holmes joined by Patrick Allen. Patrick, how are you? I'm good, brother, man. I can't believe we're here for the second year in a row on Radio Row for the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. We got a ton of great guests coming up for you guys. Uh, some famous Chiefs legends. Oh, yeah. Some NFL players, current players, some prospects, maybe some guys the Chiefs might draft. We're going to have an all-star lineup for you every single day this week. You got to make sure you tune in. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because you're not going to want to miss all of our coverage here this week. Uh, we'll be joined by Adam Best in about 10 minutes. Then Nick Lowry, Chiefs Hall of Fame kicker, will join us around 1.30. Then we'll be joined by Carm, little, little, little former, uh, little, yeah. little former, little Carm action. Um, excited Carmen. to talk to Nick Larry at 1.30, man. Um, anytime you can get a little insight on the kicking side of things in a game where two teams, I think, are very close, a lot of talent on both sides. Sometimes special teams can be the difference. We saw it against the Buffalo Bills, right? What was the difference? That was special teams. Harrison Bucker's been nails all season long. I love talking to Nick Lowry. He's very insightful. So going to get some of his thoughts as well as his thoughts on the turf. I mean, again, we saw what we we saw the grass as we were walking in yesterday, right? Yep. We saw what they're going to play on. It was getting covered up, but it's a little bit of that hybrid mix as we talked to uh, Robbie Gold earlier today. That mix, the same one that Harrison Bucker got injured on in Arizona. Yeah, it, but, but it's going to be a better field. That, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> same, same type of grass, but obviously managed different and hopefully better than the Super Bowl field last year. It's really kind of wild. You know, they have uh, they have the field outside. And I don't know exactly. Do you know exactly how they bring it in? They don't roll it up, do they, to bring it in? Is I it, believe it. it it's it's like on, a, on a track. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Imagine being one of the guys from back in the 60s when they didn't have any of that stuff. And you're outside and you're dealing with it. And now, you know, they're, they're, they're growing it in California. and Well, they grew stuff things. in California in the 60s, too, I think. Yeah, they sure did. They, I think they did <laughs> grow grass in California in the 60s. Some are saying, if this was the 60s, I would have a nice bourbon right here yeah. and a nice smoke. Yeah. Um, speaking of, can we have cigars in here? Because Not in here, but in the casino. Seems. In the casino. Yeah. So if things go well for the Chiefs. By the way, you know, you mentioned um, we're going to have Nick Lowry on. We had him on last year. What I love about having former players on is they just give you – a different perspective than you can get if you're a fan. So, you know, they're viewing the team through the, the, the lens of a player, and they're going to be able to provide insight on, you know, what, what happens. Like, you know, like we're Chiefs fans. We watch them all year, and we're like, oh, man, like, they're struggling. They're not the same team. This isn't their year. 
And a guy like Nick Lowry, you can talk to him about like what goes on in the locker room when you're dealing with a season like that and you have expectations of maybe a Super Bowl. How do guys come together? Because I think it's very different for the fan on the outside versus the players on the inside who come together and like they're they're looking at it like we panic. You know? We panic. <laughs> I never panic, out. Patrick. No, no, I you. never panic. Um, when you well when they run out of Only your hair go. Well, when at the disco, I do. Yeah. But yeah, when I run out of hair gel, I get, I get very nervous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, I think they have better insight than the Elvis impersonator we walked by. Um, that may be the craziest thing I've seen so far. And when I yeah. say this craziest thing, he didn't look a thing like Elvis. <laughs> I'll tell you straight up, dog did not sound a thing like Elvis. Yeah, this is my yeah. first time in Vegas, so I'm a little bit uh, taken aback. Yeah. Uh, an $11 pizza slice. Yeah. Um, we got Carrot Top is here too, roaming around. Yeah, it was just He's crazy. Las Vegas legend Carrot Top. Uh, I saw Carrot Top. This is the kind of thing. So if you've never been to the Super Bowl before, and many of you probably haven't, because it's insanely expensive. We're fortunate we get to come as media. It's a circus. It's unlike anything that you experience. If you're ever able to come out, even if you can't get tickets to the game, they have the Super Bowl experience, which I just they just did the media unveil. That's incredible. That's an experience you can get in there for 25 bucks, I think, tomorrow. Check that out. You see all this old NFL memorabilia, helmets, all that stuff. But it, you know, last night we're in the stadium and I see Carrot Top taking a selfie with Adam Schefter. And that's the Super Bowl in a nutshell for you. That's Vegas in a nutshell, baby. It is Vegas. That's, yeah, that's Vegas that's in true. a nutshell. By the way, again, we are obviously here in Vegas on Radio Row. Now, I have done some betting, but if you at home, if you want to do some betting, make sure you download the BetMGM app. You will definitely want to take advantage of this limited offer. New users who sign up through our link must deposit $10 and place a first wager of $5 on any live bet. Once your bet is placed, you will instantly receive $158 in bonus bets. You will get two bonus bets tokens of 50 bucks and one $58 token, allowing you to make multiple wagers with your bonuses. This offer is only available if you sign up through our link, bit.ly forward slash arrow 158. You can find that link in the description below our stream as well, or scan the QR code on screen to start signing up. Again, the link is bit.ly forward slash arrow 158. This offer ends right after the big game, so don't miss out. Offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check always. the episode description for the link and full terms of the offer. And you saying always right there, it seems like it shot at me. No, no, no. I'm saying you, you got to gamble responsibly. You were, you were, you're having some luck in the casino. You're doing okay. But it's a great way to support the show. If you guys I was support, doing okay. So, you know, so we can come to the Super Bowl, so we can do these things for you. Uh, please check it out. By the way, Andy Reid, this is from Nate Taylor on Twitter. Andy Reid on the possibility of Kadarius Toney being on the field for the Super Bowl. We'll see. He was at media night last night. Um, he was also asked about Jarek McKinnon. Jarek is not practicing. I tell you, it's slim for him to be out there. On Joe Tooney, he said, I think it's a long shot. Yeah, some of the sources I've talked to in regards to Joe Tooney, no, it's not happening. Um, kind of the same thing there. Again, if you're hearing Andy Reid say it's a long shot, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, he's a fairly optimistic guy when it comes to this. He's, or, or at least keeps his cards close to his chest. Yeah. If he says it's a long shot, uh, Joe Tooney ain't ain't giving it a go he's got a supposedly has a torn pec that's going to be difficult Correct. but he has been questionable on the injury report which was giving me hope i thought maybe he'd be doubtful but if andy's saying it's a long shot he's look he's not going to be out there um it, actually our, our buddy uh zach best founder of arrowhead addict co-founder 
He asked me this question, I thought it'd be an interesting one to pose to you. If you could, could bring back only one, Charles or Menahue or Joe Tooney for this game, who would it be and why? It's a great question. Um, I'm almost leaning more Charles because Nick Allegretti, I think, can do a fine job two weeks to prepare, small sample size, again, not a full season. Again, you're not replacing Joe Tooney all pro uh, one for one, right? Yeah, you can't. But, but, but I do think Nick Allegretti is a very good backup. Um, Andy Heck will get him ready. I've, I think Allegretti is a little bit of a um, – he's got that nasty factor. And if the yes. Chiefs are going to run the football a lot, which I think is the key against the 49ers, right, you can run against him. You can run against Chase Young. He ain't trying to stop the run. Nick yeah. Bosa is trying to get his sack numbers up. He ain't trying to stop the run. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going, if it's more of a run-heavy game, as great as Joe Tooney is, that is also probably the strength of Nick Allegretti compared to pass pro. So it might not be quite as big of a loss in a one-for-one -one type of game. Now, Charles Aminahu, this is a big loss to me. He was really coming in, in my opinion, maybe the second-best pass rusher on Kansas City, right, as far as what he could do. Um, I think he has a little bit more upside, a little more juice right now. I, I love Carl Loftus. If you know me, I love George K. But I, I think Aminahu was maybe a little bit more impactful, could, could win a little quicker at times. So what this means to me now is all of a sudden, you're already having Carl Loftus play about 80% of snaps. Yeah. Get ready for 90. Mike Dana, you now have a bigger role. Turk Wharton, maybe F a smattering FAU. of FAU. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm intrigued to see how this goes, but I do think Charles Aminahu is a very, very big loss. All right, we got to get our guy Adam Best in here. Uh, so give us a minute. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta put our headphones on. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently, so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Adam Best, baby. How are you? I'm great, man. Ready for another Super Bowl. Let's do it. I miss you. I, 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 do you still have the mustache? Do you still have the glorious stash? I do still have the mustache. Yep. Okay, I can't see you, so I'm just going to picture you right now with that stash, and it's going to make this process a whole lot better. Yeah, I'm keeping it to, to sweep away the 49ers. <laughs> hey, it's, it's a playoff stash, right? What, what, we, so we can see you on our monitors, but there's a, there's a delay. So you're, you're finally up on our screens, but a few minutes ago. I'm digging that hat, man. That's a, that's a sweet vintage-looking hat. It's what I've been going with for the uh, the playoffs, that and the Rasheed Rice jersey. So, well, don't be lucky. Yeah, don't change anything. Um, so you know what though, we think all this stuff is lucky, and really superstitions aside, we just root for the Chiefs. We just root for the best quarterback and the best coach and the best team. So I think if we really want to chill with the superstitions, we probably can. 
Yeah, you, but you know what? Anything that makes you feel better heading into a game, if you think it helps, put it out there into the universe. So we got to ask you, man, I mean, here we are. We're a couple days away from the game here. How confident are you feeling about the Chiefs' chances against the Niners? Seven, eight. Last wow, really? Week, out of how many, though? I mean, how many best? I mean, this could be out of 10. It could be out of 11. It could be out of 36. We don't know. Out of 10. Okay. And, and before the Ravens, I was at a six. So I'm, I'm considerably up from there. What what has you feeling so confident? Is it the struggles that the 49ers have had on defense recently? Is it Spags versus a young quarterback? What, what, what's what got you feeling good? It's a little bit of, of all of that. Uh, 15, you just don't bet against that guy. Now, his teammates could let him down. We have seen that during the course of the season. But they are getting closer to mistake-free football. I think that there are three pretty tremendous proven playoff coaches in this game uh, in Shanahan, Reed, and Spagnolo, Steve Wilkes. Uh. And then you have uh, a second year quarterback who has never seen Spags, who has never played in the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and Brock Purdy, if you look at the numbers, according to FTN Fantasy, he has six interception worthy throws in two playoff games. Patrick Mahomes has zero. So who do you trust to be a shepherd of the football and to not screw the game up as the pressure comes along and starts to strangle you? You know what I mean? Uh, I will point something out here best. I think you're going to really appreciate this one. I had a chance to ask Justin Reed a question yesterday. Uh, hopefully you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, hit me. I'm kidding. I did talk to him, but I was not gonna gonna pose that one. And we're not gonna throw you under the bus. But I, I, I do. You, you know what the funny thing about that is? Is uh, I guess a lot of people don't know this, but if there is one thing I'm probably qualified to comment on, it's the position I played in college. Right? Safety. <laughs> I was a safety linebacker hybrid, so there you go. Uh, Richard's rolling his eyes over there. He, he thinks you're pumping your chest up, uh, chest up just a little too much right here at best. Uh, but I did want to just kind of talk to him because I think Justin Reed brings a physicality that was missing. I, I think there's just been an effort from this Chiefs team, offense, defense, to go a more physical route, right? They were known as a finesse team for a long time. And while I'm with you, uh, Justin Reed is not the best safety in the NFL. I think he is underrated by a lot of the analytical community. I think what he brings, again, sometimes cannot be quantified. Now, again, not saying Tyron Matthew wasn't a more impactful player, but Justin Reed brought the mindset of physicality. And yeah, I was talking to him, and he even laughed. He goes, yeah, man, I love to bring the wood. Like, I love to hit hard. It's what I do. And again, you saw Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton is a very physical linebacker. Legereus Sneed, uh, Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie, the entire Chiefs defense, it's physical. Offensive line is more physical now than it was in the past. They run the ball a lot more than they have in the past. And I think it all starts with a mindset. I think Justin Reed is part of that. So again, I'm not, I wasn't trying to take a shot at you by any means best, but I do think it's a little interesting that I, I think I rate him higher for some of the stuff that you don't see pop up on the actual box score or even in the, the analytical community. Well, I think it depends how you look at him. If you look at him as a box safety, who sets the tone and is a really brilliant communicator on the back end, then yeah, I mean, I could see him, you, you thinking he's a star safety. If you're looking at him like I do and valuing pass coverage far more than, than uh, anything else, 
then that's a little bit more worrisome. I mean, Nelson Aguilar got behind him last week. And what I'm looking at in this game is the Chiefs play man at the fifth highest rate. And you start thinking about these matchups. Well, I feel great about Trent McDuffie and Legarius Sneed on the two wide receivers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. But where I feel a little less great is the matchups with our safeties and linebackers on George Kittle, who has the highest success rate against man in the league, against Christian McCaffrey, even Kyle Juszczyk. Those are the matchups that are going to keep me up at night over these next, I don't know, five or six days, you know? <laughs> I will say, because you said Kyle Juszczyk, we asked, I don't know, I asked probably seven different Niners players if they could spell Juszczyk. Uh, no, no one could. Just, just letting you know. Z C Z. It's got you have if you remember that part, I think you can get the rest. That, that's what trips people up, right? Aaron Banks tried to hit me with a I think it's like yellow cat, zebra cat. Like he had yeah, a whole yeah, like a whole phonetic, uh, phonetic spelling, spelling yeah. for it. So Adam, uh look obviously the strength of the 49ers kind of coming into this game is their offense. What aspect of it do you think is going to be the toughest for the Chiefs to stop? Is it CMC? Is it Debo? Is it George Kittle? I mean, they've got weapons all over the place. I feel like the Chiefs are sometimes really good at taking the best guy and shutting him out. How do you stop all these weapons that San Francisco has if you're Spagnuolo? Yeah, what I'd like to see them do is, is kind of what they did against Lamar Jackson. I would like them to load up the box and try to take away the run as much as they can and challenge young Brock Purdy to throw because even though I think Brandon Ayuk is is a star, I think his yards per out run this season were like third in the league. He's an elite separator, but I just don't think you can hit downfield explosive plays on our quarterback tandem uh, with regularity, right? And I also think for a CB3 and a CB4, Watson and Williams are pretty tremendous. Uh, that entire corner depth chart. So the guys I'm worried about are not – Ayuk are not Debo down the field. It's really Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. Those are the two guys that I think are, are, are if we're going to lose this game, if we end up losing, and I don't think we will, those guys will have banner nights. So you think, let's bait Brock Purdy into uh, some eye candy, thinking, oh, I've got these great matchups down the field, so we're going to go with the pass, lower percentage plays against better cornerbacks, I mean, that's the thing, right? If you're San Francisco, these last two games, the Packers' defense, kind of hot or cold. They can be good. They can be bad. The Lions' defense, particularly against the pass, not good Two at all. scoops of ass. Not good at all. So this is like the first time in a while, probably since they played the Ravens, that Brock Purdy's going to see a really, really strong defense, and he kind of melted down in that first game against the Ravens. Yeah, if you look at EPA per play versus blitz, uh, Brock Purdy is number one in the league. He's number one, but the Chiefs on the other side are number three. So even though Brock Purdy has been great against the blitz, not all blitzes are created equal, right? Steve Spagnolo is a special kind of blitzer between the simulated pressures and just having, I think, the best feel in the league for when to dial the exact right thing up that's going to that's gonna trip up the quarterback. And I do think there really is something to never have seen uh, Steve Spagnuolo before, but especially having never faced him in the playoffs. That's going to be really tricky for Brock Purdy because you can't practice that. You can't practice what Steve's going to throw at you. That, that's a lifetime of experience 
that's accumulated to be this awesome blitzing war chest. Uh, by the way, I want to give Hunter some credit here for everything he's done to help set this up. And I might Absolutely. give him a little bit of love. He's a 49er guy. Um, I, I personally believe that Brock Purdy is getting a little bit of unfounded hate. Now, I don't think he's elite. He's not on Mahomes level. But I think he's better than a lot of people are giving credit to now. I'm optimistic that Spagnuolo is going to throw something at him that he's never seen before. But I got to give credit where credit's due. You don't just get those numbers that he's put up all season long, especially as you know best, you're an analytical guy. He's at the top of almost every single analytical statistic here. Like, you don't just get that by being a bad quarterback or just by being in the system. Jimmy G never did that, right? He's much better than people give credit to. But where I am a little bit um, concerned, if you are on the 49ers side, is can he make three or four elite-level plays? right how many plays can he make that are on the josh allen territory the lamar jackson territory the patrick mahomes territory because if he's just a good quarterback in this game good will not be good enough he's gonna have to be great and do you think he has the tools to be great consistently in this game i don't think so and i don't want to take anything away from him he has some improvisational ability that jimmy garoppolo simply never had so he can make some things happen outside of structure. I think he's a really good quarterback. I put him in that like Dak Prescott to a tongue of a low tier. But when it comes down to it, I think he just won't be a match for Patrick Mahomes who can make the big plays with without messing up. And I don't think Brock Purdy can can make can generate explosive plays or go get a bucket out of structure without messing up. And I think that's the really impressive thing about Patrick Mahomes at this point. These last couple seasons, he's always been that kind of Harry Houdini. He's always had the rocket launcher arm and he's always had the penchant to generate highlights. But what he's doing now, 90% of the game, he's Drew breezing you. He is not making mistakes. He's taking what's there. He's, he's processing fast. He's making good decisions pre-snap. And I just don't think Brock Purdy has the experience or the ability to match up with the best player in the league. Certainly Spagnuolo is going to be able to confuse Brock Purdy. If he gets him in the right situations, there's nobody better at disguising coverages. Uh, I think that I saw on Twitter somebody was breaking down the 49ers love to see cover three, and we know the Chiefs like to do a little bit of hocus pocus, make, make the quarterback think they're seeing cover three, switch guys in, switch guys out, all of a sudden it's single high. But Adam, for me this game really comes down for the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball to Christian McCaffrey. He's so incredibly explosive. He can break a play at any time. He can hurt you out of the backfield with the pass. And what worries me as a Chiefs fan is I think about the Bills game and I think about um, Cook and the way that he hurt the Chiefs both times they played. McCaffrey is much better back. What do you do? Like, can If the Chiefs put their mind to stopping the run, can they slow down Christian McCaffrey or is he going to gash him a couple of times? I hope you don't see this as a cop-out, but I think part of the key is on the other side of the ball. you got to get up. you got to milk the time of possession. And the 49ers are really weak on runs, their, their defense, on runs outside the tackle. So I think if the Chiefs can say, we're the team that's going to run the ball 20-something times and keep you off the field and build a lead and prevent Christian McCaffrey from being the story in this game, 
That's the way to do it. The defense, I think there are some things Spagnuolo can do. Chris Jones is going to have to bring it. He doesn't always you know, seem motivated to stop the run early in the game. I think in this situation, he certainly will be. But really, I think just keeping that offense off the field and not letting them be the team that dominates time of possession is is really going to be a huge key here. What's interesting to me, and again, I, I'm trying to play this very fair here, Christian McCaffrey's the best running back in the entire NFL. It is not close. He is him. But I'm not necessarily worried about him on the ground as much as the majority of folks are. Now, I know Hunter's giving me this dirty look right now. But the, the reason being is the Chiefs have the ability to take away what teams do best. We saw it against the Ravens. We saw it against the Bills. We saw it against the Dolphins. Why can't the Chiefs do it against the Niners? N now, I, I, I will say, now, I will say, McCaffrey is going to be an impact player as a pass catcher. That is where I think the biggest boost will come from him. But on the ground, I think if the Chiefs want to stop you on the ground, they can stop you on the ground. They just say, you know what, we're just going to have you run the ball and we're going to limit the big plays through the air. I think if they wanted to stop McCaffrey on the ground in this game, they can't. I think there might be some small consequences of that. Last week, they seemed so focused on stopping the run that Zay Flowers actually got deep a few times which you usually don't see with the Chiefs defense. So that could be one reaction if they really uh, stack the box and try to shut down McCaffrey. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm really worried about him as a receiver. And yeah. that's not taking anything away from him as a running back. He's basically two players. He's like a Pro Bowl uh, running back and a Pro Bowl slot receiver. In, in addition to everything he does running the ball, it's like having Julian Edelman out there as well. Yeah, that, that's what scares me the most is I think it's the early downs for the Chiefs in this game. They want to get San Francisco where they want them. And the hardest down for the Chiefs in this game is going to be first down where they don't know what they're going to do. You put McCaffrey out there, you do a play fake to him, and now, okay, maybe they throw it to him. Maybe they're going deep. That's where the Chiefs need to win. That's where they need to generate pressure early to make Brock Purdy make a quick decision. And we saw it against Lamar Jackson. And you mentioned Flowers getting deep. It did happen, but a, a big part of that was Lamar running around back there and you know making the Chiefs cover for longer. I don't think that's really, I know Pur Purdy's got some wheels, he can run a little bit. I don't think that's gonna be a problem too much in this game. But I think some of the plays that they made against Lamar Jackson, like remember the screen they tried to set up that Chris Jones got back there and batted it down? Those, I think, are going to be the difference-making plays in this game where if they can bat a ball down um, and be heads up on screens and things like that early in downs, now you're in a second and long. Now it's a little bit more of a, a, a you know, Spagnuolo gets to get all his chess pieces lined up exactly the way he wants it. But if the if, if 49ers come out and they're running, like, screens to – Kyle Juszczyk for 13 yards on first down, the Chiefs are going to be in trouble, and Kyle Shanahan's really good at dialing up those types of plays that you think it's going to McCaffrey, oh, it's the friggin' fullback for 13 yards, and now you got a problem. You will not find two teams more in love with the screen game than these two teams and these two head coaches, so I totally agree with you. You mentioned Chris Jones. I think one of the things that the Chiefs will look to do, especially late in this game, is overload that right side of the uh, offensive line for the 49ers. It is weak. It is very weak. And I think they're going to dial up some blitzes over on that side and see if they can they can find and cause some major leakage. Uh, but but yeah, I think 
the uh, the defensive line is going to have to come up huge. And you guys mentioned George Karloftis, my guy Char- uh, Charles Aminahue is out unfortunately. So we're going to need Karloftis to have kind of a game for the ages, I think. Uh, super serious question for you here. I mean, this is as serious as I can be. Um, take a guess at how much it costs for a water bottle in our rooms, like on the mini bar, if yeah, you were to take one. $16? Wow, bump those numbers way up, pal. Those are rookie numbers? Uh, 24 Oh. Uh... Uh, yeah, it's 24 bucks, dude. It's, oh, it's, they're it's big real, water bottles. Yeah, it's Fiji, but $24 for a water bottle. Now, as a man who's first time in Vegas, I, I expect it to be expensive, but it makes New York seem like it's um, cheap. The dollar store? Dog, I'm a frugal man best. <laughs> um, if you want to send me some money, uh, I'll put it all on red or black for you, and I'll let you have 50% of the, of the winnings. Or all the losings, I guess. Yes, so it's kind of—I think it's a fair deal. You should do it. If I'm going to put all my money on something, it's going to be the Patrick Mahomes scrambling over. I'm looking for that to hit. Oh, you because, like that? What's it saying? Yeah, I, I think I saw it was like 27 and a half or something like that. And I just think with this game, he's—you know—he's not going to care about saving his body or getting hurt. He has the entire offseason to heal. He's going to throw caution into the wind. Does it scare you in this game that the Chiefs are underdogs? Like, you know, most of the bets are on the Chiefs, but the line favors the the uh, the 49ers. And, like, we're here in Las Vegas. This is not a town that is in the business of, of losing money. They are in the business of making money. So does it worry you that, they, hey, they know something that the, that the public doesn't hear in this game? Why are the 49ers favored when we got Patrick Mahomes? Well, I, I think the people setting the lines are somewhat data-driven. And I think they're going off a longer body of work than just the playoffs. They're looking at the entire regular season and the playoffs. And if you look at the entire regular season, there's no way you can say the Chiefs were the better team. And it is hard to quantify the kind of Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, Jones, all these guys flipping the switch and being a different team in the postseason. So I think they're, they're a really hard team for the odds makers right now. I wouldn't know what to do with them. But I do think after what they did to the Ravens, it's a little insane that they're an underdog. I personally, I love them being an underdog because I think they they take it personally, they take it very personally, and and anything to give these guys who can be kind of petty a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder, I, I think is only going to help fuel them. Dog last night, Petty Pat is in full effect. So it's like eighty percent, eighty five percent. Niners fans right now, at least last night, opening night there at the stadium. Probably some Raiders fans mixed. Probably some Raiders fans as well. But there was over 23,000 fans for opening night just in the stands. Anytime Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid had a single word leave his mouth, it was Boo Bird Central. Anytime Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, McCaffrey, Kittle, anytime they talked, it was absolutely electric in there. And you're sitting here and you're you're looking at Travis Kelsey kind of laughing it up and like, okay, I see you guys. But you, you look into the eyes of Mahomes and you look into the eyes of him and you're like, that's a man who is going to rip every single one of your hearts out. That's a man who, when the Chiefs are holding the Lombardi and he has the, the Super Bowl MVP trophy in his hand, he is going to be like, who's booing now? Right. Like, he might actually bring that up knowing Mahomes. He, he wanted them to know that he heard them. He specifically mentioned, I, all right, Niner Nation, I hear you. But I do think it's tough. Like, 
all those fans that come, they, they, the, the, the Super Bowl is not just about, you know, Chiefs fans and 49ers fans. It's, it's a celebration of the NFL. A lot of NFL fans just want to go to the Super Bowl. So you see fans walking around here in Bengals gear, Eagles gear, everything. And so the Chiefs are just the bad guys in the NFL right now. If you have a NFL anything like that, the Chiefs fans will be cheering for the Chiefs. Everybody else is going to boo them, right? They're they're all they're all against the Chiefs. So I think that I think that that's what it'll be like during the game on Sunday. Is you, it'll be heavily favoring the 49ers, but it won't all be 49ers fans. But I want to ask you, Adam, what do you think about the Swifty effect? How many of these Taylor Swift fans, of which there are millions, billions Boo. of Taylor Swift fans, Boo. are they going to show up to the actual game? It didn't seem like they were there in full force last night at opening night. Do you think they'll be in the, in the stands and help even things out for the Chiefs? Uh, very quickly before we get to you, Best, something I have to bring in. I, I don't like the comment at all, the question. Patrick, I'm going to be honest with you. What? I'm over it. But what I will say is if they can afford to go to a Taylor Swift concert, they're the people that can afford to go to a Super Bowl. That's, that's a fair <laughs> point. It's, a, it's about, about equal pricing. I don't know a lot about the Swifties. I think they've been great. They brought new people into the kingdom. They're very passionate. I doubt we'll see a ton of them there. Who knows? Uh, and I totally understand like the rest of the league getting sick of us. I kind of feel like to quote the dark Knight, we're at that point where you either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Right. And, and we just have, have uh, lived long enough at the top to become the villain. And, and also the other thing, cheese fans know we're going to be back. I mean, that may, might sound arrogant, but I think the proof is in the pudding. Chiefs fans know we're going to go back to the Super Bowl. So I don't think there's the same desperation. And then you have the proximity of, of San Francisco to Vegas. I just think it's easier for people to get there. So maybe some more Chiefs fans will get out there. But I would not make Travis Kelsey mad. Travis Kelsey, I think we've understated how dominant he's been in the playoffs. Do you guys know, here's a bit of trivia for you. The last time in the playoffs, he went under 70 yards how long has it been wait what last time last time kelsey went under 70 yards in a playoff game correct Bengals game alex smith no the last time was uh the last time these two te uh, teams met in the super bowl so he oh. has had 12 consecutive games with over 70 yards it's been full for uh, four full years and he's been averaging 98.2 yards over that span almost 100 well, yards a game well, best, wouldn't that give you a little bit of cause to pause? Again, I think Travis Kelsey looks like he's 26 right now. Uh, obviously, that week 18 off for him was massive, getting healthy, getting right. Now he has two weeks from the AFC Championship game to the Super Bowl to get healthy yet again. But wouldn't that give you a little cause? Again, I know it's Steve Wilkes, right? Different defensive coordinator, but at least they had a game plan in the past to try and slow him down. Um, would that give you a little bit of cause to pause there? I mean, maybe if you're you're saying that Nick Warner is the reason or something, but there's been so much changeover. I mean, uh, their whole defensive coaching staff has been gutted. Uh, it's an entire entirely different group of players. How many 49ers are even left from that team? Like seven guys. So I think it's just going to be a completely different matchup for the most part. Yeah, but Fred Warner's still there, and that might be a guy who gets tabbed at least across the middle, and he is probably – no, he is the best linebacker in football. Like, uh, I'll put some respect on Fred Warner's name. That guy is a stud. And, again, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but I just thought that was interesting. If that was his last game under 70 yards in the playoffs and it happened against the 49ers, again, I get all the changeover. It's still Shanahan at the top. He, he might know what to do. 
I agree with you. Fred Warner is a generational talent. He is the best linebacker in the National Football League at a time where it's gotten harder to play linebacker because of the RPOs, because of smaller, twitchier players, because of how spread out the game is. He is a dominant force, uh, but I'm just not betting on anybody stopping uh, Travis Kelsey. We heard Kyle Hamilton was going to be his toughest matchup yet. And what did he do straight out of the box last game? He came out and scored on Kyle Ham uh, Hamilton to send a message. And I I'm just not betting against the guy, you know? <laughs> All right, Bess, before we get you out of here. Got to get his prediction. Got to get your prediction. Yeah. Oh, it's very early for this, guys. I, we're not, I don't think you're going to be on again. It's Tuesday, dude. This is it for you. Well, yeah. You would have had one more day, best. <laughs> you would have had Wednesday. He's acting like this is like the end of the world. Yeah. 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 Uh, 27-24, Kansas City. And it's going to come down to Harrison Butker versus Jake Moody. Harrison Butker, 7-for-7 seven seven in the playoffs, ice in his veins. The rookie Jake Moody for the 49ers is 3-of-6 might have the yips a little bit. And I think if it comes down to the kickers, if it's that close of a game, I'm going to put my money, my prediction on Harrison Butker. Adam Best, our co-host for the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, co-founder of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Uh, appreciate you, Adam. Make sure you, you check out the rest of the stream. we got a lot of good guests coming up, but we'll catch up with you later, brother. I will pop in. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you, sir. Thank You're you, sir. doing a great job, Best. Yeah. You're doing a great job sorry the actually other best is here your brother is right here um he's not in he's not gone is he, he gone now uh you didn't get a chance to rip on your brother his mustache is very strong yeah um i'm not gonna lie i actually want to bet against him to grow the mustache right because he lost a bet to me and then now he's showing me up because his mustache is better than mine so now everyone in the chat is ripping on me and giving him love i lost that bet basically now i lost that bet it's tough, man. It's a tough situation for you. Um, all right, so we got Nick Lowry coming up. It was actually a nice, uh, oh yeah, we can take our headphones off. That's good news. Uh, it, was a nice, um, it was a nice transition with Adam talking about Harrison Butker because he has said, I was looking this up uh, yesterday when I was doing research, he said over 94% of his kicks for the Chiefs this year. He's perfect on his extra points. And last year, and I want to ask Nick about this, Last year, he hit 75% of his kicks. And we know he was injured in the first game of the season, missed time, was coming back, but was not 100% healthy. What do you say to the Chiefs fans who last year were like, we got to get rid of Harrison Butker. He stinks. Oh, they're, He's they're, too unreliable. I'll be, I'll be strong. They were dumb. They, 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 it was idiotic. It was absurd. It was asinine. It was like they'd never seen him kick before. It, it, it was befuddling to me. It makes zero sense. You know, I talked to Robbie Gold earlier today. I said, you know, why do teams give up on kickers so early and then they have success in their next stop, right? I was like, even Butker to an extent, right? He was in Carolina. Thank yeah. you for the practice squad in Carolina. You know, but, but like young way coup, right? And it just, he goes, you know, a lot of guys, they draft these young kids and it takes time for them to develop and they want it right then and there. It takes time. Yeah. Um, Ryan but, Suckup, Cairo Santos. Cairo Santos. Butker was injured. He was injured. Yeah. And now he's healthy. Like, like, I don't think there's just some conspiracy of all of a sudden he was mentally uh, inept. And even R Robbie Gold was laughing about it going, well, when you score as many touchdowns and you have as many opportunities as Butker has, you're going to miss more. It, it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we'll talk to to Nick Lowry best because Nick Lowry absolutely loves him some Harrison Butker. Yeah, but but again, he's healthy. Like he is completely healthy for the first time. You know, obviously last year he was not, and 
that's the biggest difference. Like, if you are a golfer, because I think everyone likes to compare kickers and golfers, because I think there's some similarities there. Big mental aspect. Big mental aspect yeah. of it, your swing, just, just everything about it. But, but if you are just, if you're a little, little injured, a little, little tweaked up, right? Well, then your swing is going to change, and now you're having to adjust. So when he was injured, well, Harris Mucker was having to adjust. That's what the issues were last year. And then it gets in your head. You're like, man, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then you get the yips a little bit. But, but it's physical. It's the physical nature of it that's causing the mental side of things. Same thing in golf. Yeah. It's why I think we always look back at Tiger Woods like with the knee and a, you know, the 08 U.S. Open. You're sitting back and uh, just such a feat because you're like, you know what he had to go through, how he had to change his swing as a golfer with one leg winning that championship. Like, like, uh, he's a goat. I mean, he's a goat. Uh, it just, just, just to me, I, I don't know if there's a – great comparison at every other position but when a kicker or even a punter to an extent is, is banged up you can't just play through it like other positions right like like it's such a timing mechanism it's repetition it's so much repetition like if you've played basketball before right and i think that's another easy comp here yeah. if you get injured you can still try and play through it you might have to do something a little differently but you can still find ways to score or to to affect a game yeah. if you're a quarterback and you're, you're a little banged up running you can affect the game by throwing the ball if you're a kicker and you're a little banged up well how else you you're affect you're tackling <laughs> you know, getting downfield quick on kickoffs, that ain't yeah. happening. So yeah. I, I think there's a little of that going into it as well. Yeah, it's a repetition-based thing. And what you want to do, if you're Harrison Bucker, is you want to hit that ball the same way every single time. Every single time, in the same spot, same number of steps, so that it's like clockwork for you. And same thing if you're shooting free throws. You're, you're, you tweak your shoulder a little bit. Now your motion is different. Look at you. Look at you. You're a disaster over here. My water bottle's not Spilling flat on stuff. the bottom. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I'm that's glad tough. I put the the this, lid back on because as, as a responsible for. adult, it's going to do it again, Richard. It goes again. Richard, what'd you do, Richard? No, no, it's because of the coffee now. We're going to no, shambles no, here. No, no, we're just going to put it down. This we're going to put it down. Aquafina, do better. Uh, do better. I actually liked Aquafina's water, though. It tastes good. But this bottle, man. Yeah. It's, it it's, doesn't set up. Dog, that Gatorade water last night, I don't know if anyone knew get Gatorade it. has water now. Really interesting. Pretty good. By the way, Gatorade, Pretty we're good. looking for sponsors for the podcast. So Sponsors, oh. could be you. By the way, if you're watching us on YouTube, this is the Arrowhead Addict podcast. We are here for fan-sided. Look at the disasters happening now on our screen. Um, we're here for fan-sided. We're covering the Super Bowl. Do us a favor. If you're new here, you're looking for some Super Bowl coverage, hit the like button. We want to get as many Chiefs fans in here to enjoy this coverage as possible. We've only got nine likes on this video, Sterling. They There's over us. 40 people watching. Do us that solid. Um, and if you want to become a member of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast and get all of our Chiefs coverage, become part of our community, check out the link in the description. Um, we've got a great private Discord. I was talking to the guys. You know, like, here's a great example if you want to become part of the Arrowhead Addict community. Last night, we're at opening night. And I'm pumping exclusive content into our Discord, pictures, videos, interviews for our members that the people on the outside weren't getting because we're not allowed. There's broadcast rights. So we can't put out any video publicly, but you could send it to your friends. So we sent it to our friends there in the Discord. They were able to check some of that out. Really cool. So make sure if you want to become part of this great cheese community we're building, join us here so now you know nick lowry well you, you guys talk a lot right yeah weekly we do a weekly thing together um been to dinner with him we, nice. we went to uh he took me to the bills game uh last year oh and yeah the, i remember and that the, the tequila el Bendito yankee tequila suite yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah so we, we, we had a mini vegas yeah. you, you could say in yeah. the in the uh chief suite right there we had him on the show last year super great guy um so it's you you mentioned he loves him some some harrison butker is he 
uh, is he close with Harrison? Are those guys are those guys boys, or is he just admire him from afar? Yeah, I mean they they, they they've talked. You know, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean when, when you are, I mean the Chiefs have been lucky. They, they've had a lot of historic kickers play for their team. Yeah. Jan Stinnerud, Nick Lowry, Harrison Butker. I think you can start throwing into the historic conversation. Morton Anderson. Uh, Morton Anderson. Yeah. Right. I, I think you. I mean, I know that he didn't spend his time here a lot, and that no. was kind of the tail end. He was but still. He was still good, man. Forty yards and in, yeah. that dude was lost not missing. Lost a little missing. range. Lost a little <laughs> range. But, but forty yards and yeah. in, that dude was. But again, we've been lucky here. We have not had these sort of struggles. And again, you know, Robbie Gould alluded to it. He goes, you know, when he made the the kick with, with the, the Bears. You know, it's it's one of those situations like, it's it's big because the Bears have had their issues kicking, yeah. right? Like we we know oh. every team's had one. They were the, cursed after. The, yes, but yeah. but a kicker who should not be named, you know, and like everyone has one, but family show at least one. The Chiefs only have really one. Like Cairo Santos was good. Um, uh, you, you mentioned earlier uh, Ryan Suckup was Ryan good. Suckup it wasn't was like there yeah. were these disasters. You look at the Chargers who were perpetually going through kicker after kicker after kicker. And they finally maybe have one with Cameron Dicker, but like a lot of these teams just go through this cycle. The Chiefs have been fairly lucky in that regard. There was the one stretch where what was that guy's name? Ryan Merritt. It was I think it was after suck up. They 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 maybe drafted him. I can't like help me out in the chat if you guys remember. But that set off a like a, a just a cascading effect where we didn't have good kickers for a long time until uh, I think they got Kyra Santos. Not not too long, but it was like a season and a half. Kyra Santos, I always felt a little bit bad for because he got injured. Yeah. Um, and he, but he was solid for them, and I'm glad he's. I always root for him when I see him in Chicago, and he's caught on. Yeah. Evan in the chat says photos were cool to see. Yeah. Again, you know, um, that's the kind of thing you get if you become an Arrowhead actor. We we got lost at one point trying oh, yeah. to get onto the field, and yeah, Richard shaking his head back there. Producer Richard, he understands that we were lost. We made things a little squirrely for a while. Well, if you know me at all, I'm a very farcical man. Like I have things happen to me that probably should not happen to me, and people like just don't really believe them. Like. When I, I'm also directionally challenged, so this Vegas trip's yeah. hard for me. These, ho these hotels aren't oh. like a, a, a Motel 6. No, they're designed to keep you in. Yeah, like you can't get out. Yeah. It, it's like if you try, good luck. <laughs> um, but we were waltzing around Allegiant Stadium trying to get into the bowels onto the field, and we went literally everywhere, and eventually we got put out where the 49ers players were walking in. Yeah. So we got a really cool video of all the 49ers walking in, um, one of the the security guards said he liked my mustache, which is which is kind of yeah, nice. He had a great mustache. He had a great too. mustache too. Uh, mustache bros, you know, we stick together. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool. I mean, like again, there's a lot of cool aspects to being a member, but a lot of cool things going on here. A lot of behind the scenes stuff. And again, because I do live a fairly farcical life, uh, we get sometimes put into fun situations. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know sometimes you get lost and you find your way to somewhere you didn't expect. And what we did was we were in the bowels of the stadium somewhere trying to find our way down onto the field, and here come the. 49ers, so we got some good video of that. That was pretty cool. Kyle Shanahan walking through Brock Purdy. And if you again, if you've never been to the Super Bowl, you should try to make it out. It's a good little vacation. Again, tickets are outrageous. Most normal people aren't going to be able to afford to get in the game. It's very corporatized. But it's a it's a week-long event. So if you love football, if you love sports, find out where the Super Bowl is going to be in uh, New Orleans next year. If you've never been to New Orleans, well, it's a great place to go. Um, and uh, you can check it out. They have all kinds of fan events. Is I think we've got Nick Lowry coming up. You oh, want to yeah. intro your, your boy here? Uh, let's go have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Nick, what's up, man? 
Hey, Nick, Patrick. Just like Murderer's Row. I got, I got left yeah. hand right here. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is, baby. Chief Chris Clem. How you doing, Chris? Sterling. Nice to meet you as well. Is this live or? Oh, we're oh, live yeah. right now, we're Nick. Live. We're, we're live we're, for sure. Hey, 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 bleep it, man. We do it live. That's what yeah. we do here. So are we going to talk about Justin Tucker one more time? Uh, we can talk about Justin Tucker oh, one more time. Man, we we can talk about anything that. you yeah. want to talk about. What a dumbass. Yeah. All right, let, let's start this thing off. Obviously, Chiefs Hall of Fame kicker Nick Lowry. You're obviously here as well with Chris Clem, former Chief Patrol Agent of the U.S. Border Patrol. More than 27 and a half years. That's right. It was a heck of a career. I've been retired a little over, I guess, about a little over 13 months now. Uh, and that, it's, it's been, it was great. And it's still, still busy down there. How's yeah. retirement treating you? Uh, I'm treating it very well. Yeah. I'm treating it very yeah. well. I'm, I'm in the uh, golf course? Uh, you know, I haven't had a lot of time. I'm probably one of the most uh, active retired people. I'll just say this. <laughs> I've retired from the government, retired from the Border Patrol, but I'm very, very busy working with the company that Nick and I are talking about today and, and doing a lot of things, getting out there, getting the message out there on border security. Yeah, and that is uh, Massive Blue, Overwatch. Can you talk more about this? Yeah, it's, you know, uh, anybody that, that has a, a heart beating, uh, let alone eyes open, knows what's going on. Um, I've sat next to two women on the plane crying because their kid had just died from a fentanyl overdose. So Massive Blue to me is part of the answer in providing a cyber wall. And uh, I've been lucky enough to do some work at the border with Chris Clem and, and uh, just looking at this amazing company to make it safer because if we aren't proactive, AI is gonna be used for the wrong reasons. This is a way to help law enforcement and keep our communities safe. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I mean, yeah, it's just, Everything that's going on down there, there needs to be something, has to be something. And I think this is a step, as you mentioned, in the right direction, using technology for good before it gets put in the wrong hands. You're exactly right. And that's that's pretty much why we're doing what we're doing. Um, I spent my career against a conventional adversary that was evolving. We've got an unconventional adversary that's using technology to their advantage. So as we were just talking about, you know, we had to build conventional walls yeah. where it made sense, but let's focus on a cyber wall to protect our country, our companies, our community, and our children. Because every social media platform, every online tool that's out there, all these phones, people are so interconnected. But the bad guy is using that to exploit people. Human trafficking is going on. So much of the, you're seeing at the border, so many people that are coming in, it is a humanitarian crisis. It's also a border security crisis. People don't often know that they're victims of trafficking until it's too late, and we're seeing that online. So what Massive Blue, and specifically the Overwatch program, becomes that cyber wall to identify the bad actors, to work directly with law enforcement, to give them the tips they need to go after those folks, to put in the protections to, to communities to know that, hey, this isn't going to happen on our watch. And uh, look, our companies, our, our people are trying to get inside information, attacking people's 401s. All that's is being done online. So let's put those safeguards in place. Let's build that cyber wall, and that's what we're working on. You know, a lot of people are, you know, they're concerned about the potential negative impacts of AI. Um, but as you mentioned, there's a lot of positive technology that can help law enforcement. What are some of the other things that, that law enforcement's looking at, in, in ways for them to use AI to be smarter, faster, more efficient? Well, before I hand this to Chris, you know, the big thing for people to understand is there are things called AI hallucinations. In other words, it comes down to how intelligently you train and constrain the AI, kind of like a puppy dog, to look for the right things, or else yeah, we'll yeah. create stuff out of thin air. So that's what's separate and different about Massive Blue is to incredibly 
uh, develop incredibly well-targeted questions and algorithms. And I'll, I'll turn it over to Chris because he knows firsthand with this in his hands and law enforcement's hands, we can help people that are underpaid and overworked all across the country. Well, I'm not going to get into too much tradecraft because you know sure. we, we, our, <laughs> our clients don't want to, you know, us to talk about how we're always doing it. But I will yeah. say this: it's all above board. It's all it's all yeah. it's all the right thing to do. Yeah. But it is called machine learning. And to, to Nick's point, if you teach it bad, it's it can do bad. But when you have a good company that's doing things right, that's working within the parameters, you've you're you're going to develop a smart technology, a smart program to do that because. We have to play by the rules. The bad guys that are attacking us, that are doing all the cyber work, they don't have rules and they got unlimited uh, dollars to do it. And they're, and they're, they're making money off of it. The, the biggest thing that it should concern all of us is that it is the same apparatus, like we said, that we order coffee on or pay a bill online. We think nothing of it, but the bad guys are doing that. And we can put something in place. We can create that wall to protect people and ultimately save lives. And when it comes down to trafficking and combating human trafficking, we can rescue people and get them out of that and, and continue to work with them to help them. That's great. That's great work. Uh, all right. So, Nick, we got a couple of football questions. You know, you. we are here at the Super Bowl we're week, at the Super and Bowl. we are kind of, you know, we, in an era where I think more people now than ever are saying America's team isn't in Texas anymore. Yeah. And my buddy Chris would agree with me, even though he's from Houston, that the Dallas Cowboys have seeded the baton, and we're going to win on Sunday, 26 yeah. to 17. So I've already got Ooh, a prediction. Coming out Four hot. field goals from uh, our kicker, number seven. The best kicker in the NFL this season should have been All Pro. Uh, it's tough, yeah. but he deserved it, and uh, we'll need him on Sunday. He's he has had an incredible season. I was looking it up yesterday. He hit over ninety-four percent of his field goals, perfect on extra points. Where do you think he ranks all time among NFL kickers right now? Well, he's now in his sixth year, something like that. Mm, sounds about right. He's he's marching up the charts. I mean, my thing is for kickers, you want to give them ten years just to see because I played eighteen years, um, and the ones in the Hall of Fame played nineteen and twenty six or whatever Morton did. Yeah. Um, and but he's he was the best kicker in the NFL this year because of the length of field goals, the consistency at all levels. He did miss two. But that's it, and so many game-winning field goals versus the Cowboys kicker, who had a great season too. But he is such, I think, hardened, and um, you know, with all that wisdom from the Super Bowl itself, and yeah. putting us in the Super Bowl with a 45-yarder that not everybody would have made last yeah. year. He's confident, and uh, then we have a pretty good punter too, and Tommy Townsend. Not too bad. As far as the kickers on both sides, obviously Jake Moody has struggled a little bit in the playoffs. For him, that will be a difference. Yeah, that will be, right. that's three points right there. Uh, and, and once again, same premise: a new quarterback, a young quarterback, a young kicker. It's different in the Super Bowl. You know, you got to manage yourself even more and stay focused. And we got a guy in Patrick and and the whole team. They're just more experienced, and so you got to give the answer to them. Do you get nervous at all in regards to Harrison Bucker kicking on the same style of field where his injury occurred in Arizona? From I have from I have heard that that same style of field. Is what I haven't seen be. people slipping on uh, at this stadium the way they did in yeah. Phoenix. So I'm not too worried about that. And look at how he, you know, hurt himself. I was there at that game in Phoenix yeah. last year. And he's come back this year and made himself better. That's the mark of a champion. All right, I got to ask you, when we're talking about kickers of all time, who's on your kicker, Mount Rushmore? Well, you know, you're putting me in a bad place because I think I did okay myself. I, <laughs> that's I, I, that's I took okay. it for just above 70 to 80%. Now it's at 90%. But, you know, the fields now, the balls are broken in. The ball goes five, six yards farther that, now that it's broken in. Yeah. As Stenner reminded me, I talked to him right after he presented the Lamar Hunt Trophy. I talked to him last Sunday, yeah. or two, two Sundays ago. 
um, the ball, and then you know you're kicking out of the uh, fairway now, not out of the rough. <laughs> right. So those things help. Yeah. Uh, I would say obviously Morton and uh, uh, Jan Stenerud, uh, but I broke all of his records. Uh, he was 67 percent. I was 80 percent. I was 87 yeah. percent in the 90s when no one was kicking above 80 yeah. yeah. percent. So I, I think I'm there. Gary Anderson, obviously Justin Tucker. Yeah. Although what was he? Thinking. <laughs> yeah. What was he thinking? I've never Big heard mistake. of any player at any position, let alone the kicker. Don't yeah. embarrass us fellow kickers. Yeah. Justin, yeah. you're the greatest kicker in the history of the game. But please, yeah. what are you thinking, buddy? Well, and, 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 and that, that, you know, everyone's entitled to their space out there, and obviously the kickers need to go on both sides of the field. But when you saw that, what were you what No, was you don't go on their side of the field till they're done. You yeah. just don't. And you yeah. don't put your tee in something that, and your helmet where the quarterback can Injury. trip yeah. right there. That's yeah. just crazy but yeah. anyway we all make mistakes justin's great but uh kind of thank you for giving us a little bit more edge there <laughs> last week we'll take it. yeah kind of thank you for that as far as a match you'll be looking forward to obviously weekly you and i chat we have a little el bendito yankee the best <laughs> show tequila player on whp yeah, in we, kansas we do a little uh, who, who you tell el bendito yankee tequila best tequila on the planet the the kansas city chiefs of tequila thank yeah. you yeah hey, but, but but what, what match you be looking for is there a matchup and a, a player that you're looking for in this game an x factor if you will well i mean look at the talent with san francisco so being able to lock down we've got Trent McDuffie and we've got Legereus Sneed uh, so that's that's important but I think maybe having Willie Gay back and the coverage there with Kittle who's a monster himself yeah, as yeah. well that's a big one but uh, you know what we've done is we've held teams to under four points in the second half so if we can do better in the first half like we did against Baltimore watch out all right all right Chris, who do you got here well, who do you have in this game? I know I'm going to wrap up soon, but who do yeah, you have in this one? Well, you know, I, I got to say this. I'm sitting next to a chief. I'm a chief. I'm, I'm going to, I think, AFC by heart, uh, go with the Chiefs. But uh, look, I want to make sure massiveblue.io, you know, to learn about this. But, yeah. you know, we're here for the Super Bowl. We could definitely uh, do some work with uh, keeping people safe. Uh, and, and so appreciate you having us on here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know what? I, uh, I think it's going to be a great game. Looking forward to it. Chris, thanks for all you're doing and thanks for all you've done. Appreciate you. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. We'll you see you guys well. around. See you around. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it, man. The greatest Take show care. on WHP, Sterling <laughs> Holmes with Nick the Kick. <laughs> appreciate Thanks, you. Guys. Yeah, appreciate care. it. Really appreciate I had it. To. I had to. <laughs> hey, man, you better. He's going to come for your job. This he is, I, he is coming for my job. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll keep this thing rolling. Come on back anytime. Yeah, of yeah. course. We'll see you guys a little bit. Take yeah. it easy. Yeah. Chiefs Hall of Fame kicker Nick Lowry and then Chris Klim, Chief Speaking Patrol of Hall Agent. Famers. We've got a future future media Hall of Famer here, sports media Hall of Famer, Mark Carmen. I that's formerly a, a fan sided. Always was fan sided in my heart. Good to be here. Now with, How are now you? With, now with CHGO, you're a big, you're a big Chicago guy. That's true. Right? Yes. Hometown. Mm -hmm. People know you from your time in Kansas City back on the Nick Wright show. You've appeared on the Arrowhead Attic podcast, fan sided, <laughs> stag in the box. The man is. Listen. I thought you were dead last night. I I I, oh, I, I, I didn't think you were gonna make it back, honestly. Yeah. Or or Patrick, by the way. But well, well that's just because I'm old. But Carm's older. I'd like to say that you know people that you, I can you refute these allegations of uh, we didn't think you were gonna make it back. Well, I I I was in trouble, but <laughs> unlike some people who pushed through and kept going, I did get back to my lovely hotel room and got myself ready for the day so I could be ready for you guys today yeah. and everything else. People that go out and, and, and do all the fun things in Vegas, I respect it, but that's just, you know, I, I, I give it all during the, during the hours where the sun is out this and then I die. This is game time. This is it. Right this now. is it. Let's go. 
We got to we got to be focused. It's the Super Bowl week, baby. This is it. So I like right. these new banners, by the way. It looks yeah. good here. So as a as a Chicago guy, yes. again, Mark Mark works at, at CHGO, all Chicago sports teams local. Um, you guys could have had Patrick Mahomes. Now I know this is a painful. <laughs> I know this is a painful discussion for you. You drafted Mitch Trubisky. It didn't work out. Yeah, that's right. You got my guy Justin Fields, Ohio State guy. Yeah, I can't what's, play. What's going to happen? Okay, um, he's talented, but it hasn't worked out in the way that you'd hoped from where you took him. You got this guy coming out of USC. Yeah. You got the number one pick again. Mm-hmm. What do you want the Bears to do? What happens to Justin Fields? So Justin Fields is going to get traded to the highest bidder. Mm. Uh, second round pick, maybe a first, something like that. Maybe you know, maybe a second and a fourth. Maybe we can get a, a th- you know, a three lot second, fourth, and six, a la, a la the Darnold trade, something along those lines. But look, uh, Justin's a great guy comes from a great family he's beloved by bears fans they scream at us when we say that uh you know they're gonna move on to caleb but and i like justin it's like not I, an effort thing with him no and i think i think the most heartwarming Bears story would be if it worked out with justin really respected in the locker room bears the, his teammates have gone to bed from you've got dj moore going to management as well like keep justin so it's going to be a hard thing to move on but it's a unique situation. He, Ryan Poles made a great trade, and as it turned out, because Carolina lost a lot of close games this year. So, so if yep. you if yeah. you don't get the number one pick, that trade looks pretty damn bad. Because CJ Stroud looks like he's going to be a star for years to come. Yep. The other Buckeye, obviously. Yeah. So, but it worked out because they were that bad. So there's a lot of luck in there. But he made a great trade, and. It puts you in a unique circumstance. I don't see how you pass on him. I think Caleb's going to be a bear. I think you had to do it, too. You had to have another year to make sure, right? You, you didn't, didn't have you, to do it. You, you, <laughs> well, I guess not, but... You, well, look, if, if they knew that C.J. Stroud was what he is right now, they would have picked him. Yeah. They, they, he just wasn't evaluated like that. So, uh, obviously, Carolina didn't know that. The Bears didn't know that. The Bears didn't know that Patrick Mahomes was going to... Neither did a lot of other people right, in the NFL. Right. So, that you, you got to give Kansas City credit, man, going up from 27 to 10. Everyone's like, nobody really talks about the Buffalo equation there. That's right. You know, yeah, you, yeah. they lucked their ass into Josh Allen and it worked out. But it's still, it's still a... You, you, you'd make that trade in five seconds. When it comes to Matt Nagy, do you guys ever actually miss him at all? I know his his ending was very unceremonious in Chicago, but he won Coach of the Year. He he, he turned Trubisky into at least for one year a Pro Bowler. Yeah. They went to the playoffs what two times in four years? That's right. Three, That's right. And, and again, I, you I'm long not, for the days of Matt Nagy? I I don't no, but he's not anywhere close to like bottom of the Bears coaching barrel 34 and 31 went to the playoffs twice now they had a very good defense and, and Ryan Pace deserves yeah. credit for that sure uh, but Matt n- he needed to learn a lot and listen he one of the naggy moments that I think when he looks back on it he uh, Jalen Johnson Bears cornerback Bears had nine o'clock meetings you had to be in the building at 845 Jalen shows up at 847 so you, when you're keying in, everything's electronic. They see that he's late. Jalen gets a memo in his locker. Hey, Jalen, you were late. You owe the Bears however much money he was fined. Well, the meeting starts at 9. Matt Nagy gave that fine. Matt Nagy's late to his own meeting. Oh, yeah. Brutal. 
and, and that was and, and that's when Matt Nagy lost the Bears. You see this happens with new coaches the first time. They're trying to maybe they're trying to emulate a coach that they had before. It happened with Todd Haley and the Chiefs. Josh McDaniels right? not once but twice. Yeah, Josh McDaniels <laughs> twice. Todd yeah. Haley trying to be like Bill Parcells instead of just being themselves and not building the relationships first and earning that kind of behavior with wins, right? And it puts you in a bad position. I mean, if you're going to do it, hey, Jalen, you're one of our young players, call him in, have a discussion. You can't blow a piece of paper in a guy's locker. Yeah. He's, he was not understanding his leverage and, and, and what that was going to do to the team. And look, he, he, Matt Nagy doesn't want to run the ball. He didn't know how to run the ball. It wasn't his thing. You come into Chicago, it's just you, you, you yeah. got to have that in your arsenal, and he, and he didn't. So I, but, I, but maybe he gets another chance someday. Maybe he gets a chance in Kansas City way down the line. I don't think Andy's going anywhere. You guys know obviously a lot more about that I than I do. Well, for some reason, they, they, these unfounded uh, every single year, Andy Reid's retiring as he comes out every single year and says, I am not retiring. Well, but someone wants to talk about a uh, He's going to go clicks. down as the all-time yeah. winning his coach in the NFL as he continues to ride the Patrick Mahomes he's got, coattails. He's got a shot at it. Oh, don't yeah. you dare yeah. call him. Ride his coattails? <laughs> Did Bill yeah. Belichick ride Brady's? Is that what you're going to say next? Yeah, I would say that. Nope. I would say that. Oh, come on. You know, yeah, I, I Andy Reid, yeah, I, without I, Mahomes, better coach than oh, Bill I'm Belichick without Tom Karm, Brady. Karm, dog. You're, you're, no, no, no. It's true. So, so you're, so because you won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers with an incredible team that all of a sudden this means Bill Belichick is a bum now. No, I didn't say he's a bum. He, he's I, a great I, head coach. He's a phenomenal <laughs> head coach. The best head coach of all time. But you dude is a, a is a horrible GM. He's a bad GM. It's not. It's like it isn't his fault. But it's it's his fault that he drafted Mac Jones. He didn't win in Cleveland. He didn't win in Cleveland. He, he did not ride Brady's <laughs> coattails, hold dog. On, hold on. You're, 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 let, let me boil down the argument to a very simple thing. Do you? What's? Who's more important? No, it's not who's more important. Yeah, but, but you didn't ride yeah, their is, coattails. I didn't. I, well, you riding coattails means you were along for the yeah. ride. Well, yes, and he was. And you listen. You you can have a great system. You can have a great methodology. You can be a guy that gets in at five and and works till midnight. If you don't have the dude. It ain't gonna work. He might have won sure. one with, with your run in the mill quarterback, Castle. right? But they didn't. <laughs> they won eleven much. games with Matt Castle. Andy exactly. Pretty darn impressive. <laughs> which is which it is. That's a great. That's a perfect point. You you'd have a nice. He'd have a very nice competitive football team. You could be Mike Tomlin all day long and, and be super well respected and win a couple of Super Bowls. But he wouldn't. Come on, the court. You got to have the guy. Talk to us about Ryan Poles, another Chiefs guy, who has has gone to the Bears. Mm -hmm. How has he done in your estimation since he's been in Chicago? I'd give him a B plus. He he's he's I think he's very logical with the way he's gone about his business. The Chase Claypool trade obviously was a disaster, but yeah. I'm trying to get my guy some help. Here's here's a wide receiver, big wide receiver who's got some talent who's available. Let me take a swing at this. Has okay. played well before. Has right. It, it had been a minute, but had played well before. Okay, didn't work out. Next year, he's in the similar position. Bears aren't going to the playoffs. Montez Sweat's available. Do I do this again? Mm, yeah. And he had the confidence to make the trade. It's one of the better things that he's done. Plus, transform you know, the defense. Transform the defense. Plus the DJ Moore Carolina trade. He's he, look. He's done a lot of good things. And he's missed on Claypool. He's missed on Bayless Jones. He's got his misses too. He also, you know, listen. He drafted a left tackle in the fifth round who still who started two consecutive year, years in Braxton Jones. Does he does he stay there? Maybe maybe not. But it's still a good pick. Poles has done a good job. And I, I just I, overall, like I think he's he's got a lot of respect in the coaching staff. He, from what I've heard, like a lot of the coaches that have left, they have a lot of respect for Poles. Not necessarily the same for Eberflus.
With, with Darnell Wright, this was a guy I wanted the Chiefs to get. Uh, the Bears drafted him a lot higher than I thought he was going to go, but I, I was a huge fan of Darnell Wright. What was he like for the Bears this year? Athletic, strong, up and down a little bit, but yeah. but but a, but a very solid pick. I I do think you. I mean, the Bears need all the help on the offensive line, so they needed him, but it was a thing where you have literally every single need. So when you look back on it, should they have taken Jalen Carter? I, you know, Probably, but, but there was all this talk about Jalen Carter off the field, obviously. Yep. He was going down, 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 and you needed help at tackle, and he was, I, in, my, in my opinion, one of the best tackles available. Yeah. The yeah. best tackle available at that point. Yeah, and... Just to raise my hand, it's not that I am a hypocrite on this. I said at the time, I'm not taking a dude who goes drag racing and two people die and you go and leave and hide in the corner. If he had, if he had owned up to it, like I did a lot of stupid shit when I was, uh, you know, 20, 25. Let's go all the way out to 42. Uh, but so, but he didn't. The way he was sneaking around with it, I just like I, I'm not drafting that guy. But then you know he starts out the year, he's he's hot as hell. I'm like I probably was wrong. Well, look, it was never a question of talent. I mean, right. I was when the, the stories about Tyreek Hill when the Chiefs drafted him, you're like, oh, okay, so he's fast. Like right. we can find a fast guy. He obviously turns out to be a, a Hall of Fame player. So it you know it, it changes when you see the results. It changes your opinion if they stay out of trouble. Obviously, I think Tyreek Hill's allegations are a bit more serious directly on him whereas the other thing was an a, a reckless accident yeah um, that's fair yeah but it's uh it's it's crazy man so what do you think for the bears next year you're gonna have caleb williams how I does it turn out i i eight nine eight. <laughs> I, you're struggling you're probably you, that's a it could be at a solid eight nine one win improvement sort of a thud landing but look people compare him to Patrick Mahomes this is the the Bears could have easily won 10 games this year they had three losses that I mean it was impossible to lose one of them let alone all three so the defense is improving you also have the number nine overall pick so if you can add a quality Roma Dunze whoever wide receiver at that spot along with DJ along with you know maybe you're I think you got to draft a center as well so and you're probably signing a veteran too so how is you know there's there's a lot of moving parts here but and look Jordan Love looks real the Lions aren't mm -hmm. going anywhere the, the, the division is is not going to be any uh, easy thing for the Bears to get through but I would expect the Bears to be a playoff team like next year with a rookie quarterback I really would not you know not not anywhere close to the top of the of the NFC but I do think they are in line to be a playoff team next season sometimes you see some teams start to make that turn mid-season early in the season when the Chiefs played the Bears total disaster Later in the season, you get the Montez Sweat trade, the defense starts to turn around, and you just saw this happen two years ago with the Detroit Lions. Right. Start Dan Campbell, gives a crazy press conference. Everybody thinks the guy's a lunatic. He's talking about biting people's shins off. They come out, <laughs> they lose a bunch of games, same old Lions. Then at the end of the season, they win a game. And then, oh, the Lions are playing the Chiefs in week one. Everybody's making fun of it. Oh, the Lions, come on, the Lions, not a sexy matchup. What happens? They win. They almost go to the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's on the menu for the Bears next year. It sucks that it's not Lions Chiefs right now. That would be so much more entertaining. Yeah. And yes, look, that 
it's kind of weird to we want to be like the Lions, the Lions. which is a, here's, you know, it's here's a, where we are, man. It's a weird thing to say. My to, have the mighty bears have fallen. <laughs> right, well, right, although haven't been mighty in forever, but yes, yeah. bring back Lovey. The thing that the thing right the thing that uh, Detroit did though in their year before this season is they went in and beat Green Bay and ended Aaron Rodgers' life, and that was a sweet ending. And I was jealous of that Detroit got to do that. The Bears went into Green Bay last week of the season to stamp their season as like, yeah, we're going to miss the playoffs, but hey, first week we lost to the Packers 38-20. It was disgusting. Look at how far we've come. They go up there and they lose 17-9, and it ain't that close. Yeah. So I, I don't know. if I, I, I'm not, I don't see a 12 win rolling in should have made it to the Super Bowl in line team in the Bears like Detroit was. Detroit's, Detroit's roster was better, and Detroit's was just – that's your uh, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, just way more established than where the Bears are at right now. As we're here, obviously, in Vegas, talk Super Bowl now. What What is a matchup you're looking forward to? Because I, I keep going back, and I think everyone's saying the same thing. McCaffrey versus the Chiefs linebackers. McCaffrey versus the Chiefs defensive line. But I'm sitting here. I'd love to get your thoughts. Maybe I'm a little too close to home here. Uh. I think that the Chiefs want to stop McCaffrey on the ground. They can. It's through the air that actually makes me nervous. Yeah, that... That's interesting because if, if I'm San Francisco, I, I'm trying to control the clock, obviously, and keep the ball on the ground and then use use Purdy and his legs uh, as well as they've used it in the playoffs to, you know, get first downs, keep keep the clock moving, keep Patrick off the field. What's interesting to me, though, is like, look, uh, and it's odd to say, but there has been like some level of formula playing four across to slow down Mahomes and the Chiefs. So can, can San Francisco, with their talent, do that? versus just Patrick's going to be himself and pick you apart and 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 win his third Super Bowl uh, which is just <laughs> you know which is what I think is going to happen I yeah. the, the entire playoffs I'm like I can t I can get points and I'm getting Kansas City well I'm going to do that I don't I don't care if they're on the road at Buffalo I'm not taking the bills That's a I, bet you can handle losing right, right like, like you're not going to feel bad I, about I'm, making that bet So and and we're, we're in the same situation here we're uh, although I, I guess there's more money now on the Chiefs than there were prior. Like if you look at where, where people are putting their dough, yeah. which makes me a little bit nervous that people, you know, I'm, I'm always anti-public as to what exactly is going to happen here. But, but you know, I, hey, the, 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 the Bills were the favorites over the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, and even, even Hunter, executive leader of, of fan-sided video production, the most optimistic 49ers fan of all time, like literally never thinks they're going to lose. When I talked to him about at least a week ago, I don't know it's changed. It's like, yeah, I think the Chiefs are better. The Chiefs are going to get this, which I was like, okay, so not better, a tough matchup. He, he, no one can hear him because he doesn't have a mic. He said the Chiefs are the best team of all time. He <laughs> says the Chiefs are incredible. He said Purdy's a fraud. Yeah, I, I, listen, I think you guys are winning the game, and I think you're winning six more t Super Bowls, and I think that it's never going to end, and and I think Patrick's going to go down as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And well, th that part I actually, the, the last part I actually believe, and I, who knows how many they're going to win. I'm going to make you a co-host. Yeah. Do, do you think the Chiefs hate, well, well, I do think it's valid. Okay, I guess we got to let you we go, Carm. Let you I'm go. sorry. Dude. Bro. 
Karm, I'm, I'm, I'm well, mad. Well, I'm right going to ask Jay, the question of, of Chiefs' villainous intent and how they are now not America's team, but America's most hated No, you guys team. are exhausting, and it's it, you've become <laughs> the Patriots, and we're all rooting for you to lose. But I, I, I try to find a the little sweet spot in my heart where I you know I got love for Kansas City, I got love for Fanside, I got love for Arrowhead Addict, I, all the things. So all right, let's keep it rolling, and, and, and uh, you know when we get there someday, we'll hopefully we'll see you there. Appreciate it, man. Super Bowl 61. There it is. 75. Mark Carmen <laughs> guys. from CHGO. If you ever want to find out what's going on in Chicago sports, check out CHGO on YouTube. Who we got, Sterling? Randy Grimes. Are we snug in here? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. On? Good. We got a mic here for you guys. Right. Thanks for coming out. Randy Grimes, former center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Bobby Williams. Bobby. Founder of Stratosphere ATC LLC. Tell us about it. Such this. a cool thing. Stratosphere ATC. That, let me show you. So okay. You get, you, get a, you get an idea there. All right. That's oh, the chamber that. itself. Okay. Yeah. These are the people that are showing up. Oh, that's, oh all right. Gosh. So that's Mr. LeBron James in his underwear. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he trains. Yeah. He get, he strips down and he trains hard. I look very similar in my underwear. You do? Uh, so, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was yeah. you when yeah. I came up. A little paler. Close. You just don't have the beard. It, it's yeah, the beard. Yeah, yeah. Without it's the, the beard. beard. That's yeah. what threw me off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now I see you. Um, so this is hypobaric. Okay. Which is the opposite of hyper. Okay. We're going up in elevation and back down to where we took off from. We're at 2,500 feet right now. You end up at 30,000 feet inside the chamber. You come back to 25. Hyperbaric, they take you below. Several atmospheres, and they pressurize you with oxygen. Okay. This is ambient air, and it's as if you're going to the mountains. Real pressure, real temperature changes. We train inside there with treadmills, bicycles, versa climbers. Um, it, 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 we can get any piece of equipment in there, basically rowing machines. And so when you go up and down quickly, it hits a molecular switch in your body to start turning on a whole host of health benefits. Okay. Uh, VO2 max goes up, EPO erythroprotein, that's what your kidneys make. Okay. Uh, Lance Armstrong directed that. That triples in your body. Oh, wow. um, your testosterone goes up, your VO2 max goes up, your red blood cell count goes up, you get rid of a whole host of inflammation in your brain and your body, recovery is faster, and you become superhuman. Interesting, wow. you said inflammation, you said in your in your brain, in your head a little bit as well. Yes. I guess, Randy, for you, kind of here, would this help with concussions potentially oh, or as Absolutely. far as NFL and, players? And not just concussions, but all the different injuries you have. And, you know, I still have a lot of chronic pain from my playing days, you know, things that never healed as a result of inflammation, you know. So I've only had one session in Stratosphere, but I need more. But, <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, it's, it's – the. The technology is unbelievable. Just think, they can take you to the top of Everest and back down in how? 60 how? seconds. 60 seconds. How fast amazing. do you feel the effects of this? Like, do you need multiple Immediate. sessions? Immediate. Immediate. One session, you can see better, hear better, you function better. Think about it. You're expanding every cell in your body simultaneously and then contracting it again. This and if you do that over and over again, it just turns on those switches. Now, the studies are done from the Mayo Clinic, Dr. Bruce Johnson, my chief scientist, right? So yeah. we've been doing this for about six years, and we've been doing uh, pre-breathable oxygen studies for the naval pilots, and, and we've been doing studies on people of all ages, 7 to 75 we've had there. Actually, no, 79 is our, our oldest guy. Oh, wait a minute. Jerry West was in. So what is he, 85 now? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, you know, it keeps coming. Everybody's showing up. David Goggins has been in there a bunch. Wow, and yeah. A bunch of celebrities coming and showing up. And the, the idea is to get as many as the, of these chambers built as possible. We start out with the NFL, NHL, MLB. Sure. With the professional sports teams across the board. They'll help the athletes. But our soldiers as well. You know, instead of them coming back and, 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 and not being able to recover quickly, they recover quickly in a natural environment. 
and wellness centers of excellence, and then the medical side. We're going to be working on that as well. PTSD and 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 e even mental emotional stuff. You know. Yeah, you know, and that's my thing. I want to know what this can do. You know, the data is still coming out about what it can do for people struggling with mental health and substance abuse issues. Yeah. You know, how it can help rewire the brain. Yeah. You know, after you've put it through the trauma that you have uh, with an addiction or mental health issues. And, you know, we're, the doctors are so quick to throw a prescription at every little thing and, and over-diagnose people. You know, this, this is the answer to a lot of, of, of our problems, you know. How do yeah. we get something like this to the everyday person? Obviously, you know, you start with athletes, it brings attention to it. When am I going to be able to go to my gym and get in something like this? Or go to a, you know, a facility? So, so, so this year is a building year of yeah. getting commercial chambers out to strategic places to get information back. We're building um, software, wearables, uh, apps. Uh, it's secured software. We have operators in the military putting this together. Wow. Our, our, um, our aesthetics are being done by somebody who did all the Iron Man stuff from Marvel Comics, so the user-friendly stuff will be off the charts yeah. as well, but it's really important that we have the secured stuff on all your vital information that comes from this, and we have to build maybe 20 chambers to be placed this year, and we will ramp up production to one a month, then one a day, then, then, then two a day, and we hope to be under mass production next year. And so the bigger chambers will go to all the all of these people. The chambers are PBHO ASME regulated pressure vessel for human occupancy is PBHO. So unlike heavy duty submarine stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's layman. That's yeah, I was like, like, oh, yeah. I'm sitting. I'm so, sitting here like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Pressure vessel for human occupancy. Unlike that submarine that imploded, this yeah. would never right because yeah. it's being done. It takes years of regulations to be done right. They're x-raying every weld on the chamber, so it takes some time. Sure. But my goal is to get these all the way to the point of where we're building them for people's households. No different wow. than a sauna that everybody's using. We have a lot of people actually right now on our uh, on Facebook, YouTube right now commenting, what's the website? Never heard of this, but it sounds incredible. Yeah. All the mountaintop perks without the frostbite and avalanche danger. <laughs> where can people go to? Stratospheratc.com. We just put a splash page up this morning for these types of interviews because we want everybody to get excited about it and see it. Meryl and I are in there in videos up in the mountains and you can see the comparison, uh, the whole the whole stuff with uh, Dr. Bruce Johnson and everything going on up on the mountains. Uh, there's images and there's layman terms, information about what it is that I'm talking about. Uh, Randy, I want to ask you this. Obviously, the Super Bowl coming up, Creed Humphrey, one of the best centers in the NFL. We're uh, a Chiefs podcast first and foremost. What have you seen from Creed Humphrey in his short time so far in the NFL? Uh, he's a player. You know, he's a playmaker. He's a guy that gets it done, a guy that adapted very well to the pro game. And it's such a different game than a college game. But, you know, he's, he's got a lot of great personnel around him. And, you know, that's going to make him a better player, just playing with better people. And to have Mahomes in the, in the huddle every time you go back to it, you know, it, it just gives you more confidence. And the more confidence you have, the better player you're going to be. And, uh, you know, the whole organization is, is first class in what they've done. And uh, I'm excited about the game. This, uh, two really good offensive lines, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. And they're going to need that because there's two really good defensive lines. I want to ask you about the, uh, the tush push. Would, it, <laughs> would the tush push have worked back in the 80s, and do you think it should be outlawed? I don't. I, <laughs> You're the you know, authority. Yeah, on I, it. No, I'm not. But, you know, <laughs> if we saw it happening a lot, it's pretty entertaining. 
So right now I'm going to say let's leave it because I like to watch it. Uh, but eventually somebody's going to get some, you know, pretty seriously hurt in that because when people are jacking you up from the back and yeah. running into your kidneys and everything, you uh, yeah. uh, eventually that's going to stop. But uh, then you it's, 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 it's something else to entertain <laughs> us, right? Yeah. But, then you put it right. We got, we got a way to heal them, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you hurt people and then you heal them. Right. Uh, obviously, Jason uh, Kelsey has. Right yeah, that is more. You hurt him and then you heal him. Right. The NFL right. stratosphere. Boom. Uh, as far as Jason Kelsey goes, we don't know if he's going to retire or not. The rumors are obviously circulating. Is he a Hall of Famer in your mind? I know it's really difficult, I think, for some sinners to get there, but he's had such a incredible career and almost made playing center popular, if that makes sense, you know, just, and part of that's obviously Travis as well, but he really has made playing center almost a sexy position. No, that's not possible. <laughs> you saw him with the shirt really, off, come on now. You it a lot, right? You usually don't hear about the center unless something goes wrong. Hey, right? Until you get a holding call, yeah. that's right. Uh, he's got a great career. You know, what makes him any better than some of the other great centers that we've had, you know, Mike Webster, Bartos, yeah. you know, some of the great all pros, hall of famers that are in there. Um, I, I don't know, you know, who am I to say whether or not he's in the Hall of Fame or not. But he's had a great career. He's been able to feed his family and, and play for a successful team, go to a couple Super Bowls. Uh, what else can you ask for? I, I never got those opportunities, you know, playing for the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> back then, yeah. But I always played uh, as hard as I could, and I was grateful for the, uh, my time in the league and with the Bucks. <laughs> Since you said Bucks, did you like those creamsicle unis? I loved them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't play like you don't. I think they should bring them back. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're fantastic. Like like I, I love those. I got confused with you guys in Tennessee when you guys were. No, you're <laughs> <laughs> Say you're sorry. Say you're sorry, Bobby. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How has offensive line play changed since you were in the league? No, uh, they're not as tough as mm. we were. That's yeah. number one. You know, a little more finesse. A little more finesse. That. A little more entitled coming out of college. Oh you wow! Know, yeah. And uh, they're bigger. They're stronger. Yeah. They're not as smart as we were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they make more money than we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a lot that's, what, that's what makes them smarter. <laughs> right. So there's all your changes right there. Yeah. Uh, some of these guys are huge, big corn-fed boys, you know? Yeah. yeah when you look at the Super Bowl match between the 49ers and the Chiefs here, it's a little bit of different styles, but I will say the Chiefs were that finesse team. But this year they've become more physical, especially down the stretch. How do you think these two teams match up together? Um, you know, I think they're both pretty physical. You know, I, I like the matchups in the middle. And, and when I watch a football game, that's what I watch. I watch the interior line, you know. And uh, but I do like all the matchups that are across the uh, line of scrimmage, and uh, I'm looking for some some entertaining football. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one. I wanted to ask you: you played with Steve Young. I did before he was Steve Young. Yeah, uh, well, that's true. You know, <laughs> yeah. the team yeah. wasn't very good. Were you were you able to notice? Like, did, did you have any inkling that he would become the guy he ended up becoming? And how much of it was the team, and how much of it was him growing? Now he he was a playmaker from day one. You know, you saw that even at Brigham Young. You know, uh, especially when he was with the LA Express. Uh, when he came to us, you know, there, we we just didn't have the talent around him to make him as like he was at San Francisco, you know. Yeah. But even there, he was a great playmaker. And the one thing I always loved about Steve is that he was always trying to make something big happen. And, and matter of fact, it made it hard for us to pass block for him because he was never where he was supposed to be. You know, mm. he was never seven steps back. You know, yeah. he was always outside the pocket mm. trying to make a play happen. So, um, you know, he's a great guy. He was great to be with off the field. Uh, he got me and him and Lydia got to be really close in that one year that he was there. And uh, uh, love that guy.
How can you not love Steve Young? You yeah. can't. You can't Very not love him. Good when, analyst. When it comes to just pass protection in general, grass versus turf, what's better? Run blocking, grass versus turf. It's obviously a pretty big storyline. A lot of players outside of kickers, right? right, right. We, we've talked to Robbie kickers. Gold. We they talked to winners. Robbie Gold today, and he goes, oh, no, get, give us turf. Get uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't talk to kickers anyway. <laughs> But grass versus turf, where do you land here? I'm a grass guy. Grass guy? Yeah, grass guy. And, uh, you know, turf, too many injuries, uh, the, too many different layers of turf or different kinds of turf out there until they get to one specific turf that they use league-wide. You know, uh, I just the injuries that, that occur on turf are just so much worse than they, than they are grass. And uh, I just, I'm a, I'm a grass guy. I love the smell of it. I love the way it feels. I hate cutting it, though. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pellets are the worst part, man. They yeah, get in your yeah, shoes. Yeah. Those are the absolute worst. And I think about some of those turf fields like Veterans Field and the old Astrodome. Oh. You know how they just lay a piece of carpet over concrete. It's just and, you concrete know, just, in your fall, and then, then you and really then, need and, stratosphere. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the staff infections you get when you get a big turf burn. Oh. Miserable. And they wonder why I'm limping around here right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Well, mine's because this is my first time in Vegas. I didn't get the strip was this big. So so I didn't wear good walking shoes the first day here. I'm an yeah, idiot, yeah, basically, yeah. is the, uh, the, the moral of the story. Get you in the shame. <laughs> so, Creed Humphreys. We fix feet? Yeah. Oh, there we go, then. I'm yeah. golden. Uh, Creed Humphreys had a little issue with snapping recently. A lot of um, little grounders right. getting snaps. thrown back to right. Patrick Mahomes. Is that more mental or more physical? Uh, both. Okay. You know, maybe both. I think it's more mental. I think you start thinking about what you're supposed to be doing or if something's happening up there that you're having to adjust to. You know, you forget that you got to make a good snap. That's that's number one. Yeah. You know, it's got to hit them just right. So, you know, luckily I didn't have to deal with a lot of that. The only time we really shotgun back when my decade was when we were uh, third and long. Sure. You know? Now they do it practically every play. And um, so, you know, I um, – I'm glad I didn't have to do it like that. You yeah. know, I'd hate to have to block Reggie White, but have to shotgun first. You know, <laughs> Does it, so it makes it harder on the senders when they're obviously well, in yeah, shotgun. Yeah, you got to be making your first step. You got to have your hand placement already going while the ball's still going between your legs. You know, you yeah. got to be moving in the direction you're supposed to be at. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. How long before you get Patrick Mahomes in the chamber? Has he been in there yet? He has not been in, but I did get a phone call from the Kansas City Chiefs on a Monday night game, uh, I guess about six weeks ago. Sure. They played okay. on a Monday night. Uh, I don't remember how that happened, <laughs> but they called me up and talked about it and talked about how they'd like to have that chamber and come and check it out. So I think after season's over, which is coming up quick, sure. we're going we're to have a lot of movement. Yeah, a lot great. Of movement. And y'all need to get the word out that I'm available to help Patrick's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Just kind of throw. No, well, yeah, you never know. And whatever it takes, so <laughs> throw that out there. You know? <laughs> done a lot of counseling on uh, addiction, correct? Right. Substance yeah. abuse, yeah. mental health, right? Yeah. yeah. Been through it all. Well, guys, before you go, final score predictions for us? Oh, you want a score? Oh, yeah. Oh, we want a score, baby. Really? 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 It's yeah. Tuesday. I'm saying 28 21, but I just threw that out there. That just yeah. flew out of my rear end. Okay. You know, I, I do. I, I, I got to go with the 49ers only because I'm a NFC guy. NFC hey, guy. Okay. I can, I, I can, I I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate yeah. that. Bobby. Loyal man. The young quarterback, come on. McCaffrey, they're going to do it. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Patrick Some, Mahomes is pretty good. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good it's game. Be a lot of great
great plays out there. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a good story either way. Hey, yeah. I'm just up for a great game. Yeah, you know, you don't want it to be 24 to nothing at the halftime. Everybody yeah. loses interest. You want to really. The playoff games were amazing. If we can have some yeah. games like that, I mean, they they were tight all yeah. those games. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for great having to us. meet you. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah. Take care. Far away, left-hand handshake. We're we're bringing it back. Ambidextrous right there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We'll try that out on the strip. Yeah, you need to collect some cards. That's what I was told to do. First time in Vegas, I'm supposed to collect cards, whatever that means. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, All right, thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. Take care. All right. Appreciate you, fellas. That was really cool, man. Yeah. Stratosphere is yeah. something that I yeah, yeah. definitely to want go. to check out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you guys, we'd love to come down and check it out. So let us know. Kansas, I'm in Kansas City. Kansas City in Chicago. Yeah, Kansas City right yeah. now. So yeah. if you give it to Kansas City, you know, you know, he'll be oh, stopping no, by. It's, it's coming that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just a matter of who, who, who gets in the position. First. Sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, we're looking at some colleges now. We were talking with. Uh, uh, Dr. Dave Joyner this morning. He was former head team doc of the Olympic Committee. Yeah. Because you know, he's all against the blood doping. And sure. The drugs. Yeah. So uh, he's real big on putting it in universities so we can get some really great studies going on. Yeah. Cool. And continue. Because that's, that's the company. At the end of the day, even though the chamber is 10,500 pounds, it's a software company. Yeah. Because it's all about figuring out what's going on with your physiology. And the more cool. we can. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. You become better Yeah. Awesome. It's, cool. it's fascinating. Cool. We'd love to learn more. Thank you so much. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. We'll do. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. We'll and do. she even knew as a medium. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. No, no. Medium is perfect. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Dude, you put that on, you wash it. Oh, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to bulk up. Yeah, just gonna guns. Guns are blazing, baby. We put mine over there. Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, we get to Honey Jones coming up next. Um, for it's like the former player parade right now on the Arrowhead Ad Podcast. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor, hit that like button. There you go. How you doing, sir? Oh, what's up? How you doing, Patrick? Man, no headsets or nothing. No, I can't, no, no I headsets. Can't even, can't even hear myself. We got no, the mics. You, are we well, going? We're li- we going live right we're now. Yeah, right we're now. live right oh, now. Oh, okay. Who's, in who's, and out, who's, baby. who's watching? Who's watching? Do we have anybody like can write in? They can yes, send some questions. Yes, everyone can write in right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, got, everyone's talking right there. Where, where they uh, they chat with you? Where on what? We're on YouTube, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. All right, if you're on Twitter, you want to talk to me at D double O five seven. Yeah, D double O five seven. Well, that's on Instagram. If it's on Twitter or X. Yeah, get an X now. X <laughs> at Dahani Jones. All right. I, I gotta say, I like your fit. Sterling here. Yeah, is you're a little bit showing of a me up right now. Uh, I'm you know, schlubby, but you guys. No, I mean, we, we all have our own style, and yeah, you know, it's good. My wife's pregnant. I'm trying to get ready for dad life. That, that, that's the wife's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. if you saw Travis Kelsey. So are, wait, wait. Are you saying that that's what he always says? Yeah, is that is that his line? That's his line. Yeah. Is that your line? Long. You know, yeah. you know what you need. So this shirt, you know, just yeah. give you a little secret. Yeah, sure. So when you get that dad bod. Yeah. Oftentimes, what happens is your body will start to expand uh-huh. because you start eating all the rest of the scraps and such that yeah, yeah. your kids might have. So you don't want it pulling, right? So see how my shirt doesn't pull? A little, little, little. Oh, oh zipper! Oh, boom! You saw that. You saw that. Look, That's little secret. Look at that. This is. This you can't is. tell. This is it's the most amazing shirt ever. You never incredible. get the pull, right? Because pull your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you see that? Tight. Yeah, that's dad bod. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, dad yeah. bod stuff yeah, that happened, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you can just I don't know, work out. Uh, 
eat better. I, I work out, no, but, I, run, but, but I run, lift, but I eat better. Dahani <laughs> <laughs> Jones here to obviously plug yeah. a uh, the shirt, but also you're here staying together to support Cafe Momentum. What is Cafe Momentum here? Uh, Cafe Momentum is an amazing organization. Started off in Dallas, Texas, and um, work with uh, justice involved youth, and it's a 12 month paid program that young people come through and. Um, it really, the organization was founded to allow those young people to be empowered, right? For those that are in the organization to help them and allow them to understand that somebody believes in them, right? And Stand Together works with so many different nonprofits all around the country and really kind of works to sort of find these organizations like Cafe Momentum where, where we're able to empower them right I lift them up and recognize a better way i mean there's so many difficult things that are in society now that we're working through and young people have come through the juvenile justice system we don't want them to go back in we want them to have jobs and so we want to be able to reduce those barriers allow them to be empowered and let them know that people believe in them sometimes it's just about having an opportunity a lot of people don't have that right i mean it's a like you have an opportunity with with your podcast, your opportunity with your radio show on multiple platforms. Some people see the computer and getting access to one being a barrier, or uh, an opportunity to kind of find their audience as being a barrier. So how do you reduce those barriers and increase opportunity? Right, that's what technology afforded everybody to be able to do. And yeah. you know, being here in Las Vegas, I mean, there's a lot of people that probably told. Um, you know, Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes or Patrick Mahome, right? That he couldn't be the quarterback, but then all of a sudden someone believed in them and they were able to play. You know, I, I played in the Super Bowl. I missed one Super Bowl and played in another Super Bowl. And I just think about all the people that might have not believed in me. But ultimately, I think it's about the people that do believe in you, that ultimately empower you, lift you up, and give you that ultimate motivation to keep going. Yeah. Well, obviously, playing in the Super Bowl is a, a much different experience, but for a player, what is it like this two-week stretch leading up? I mean, this is like a it's, it's long. a pa it's a pageant, right? It's long. It's long. You, you know, you, you have the car wash, right, which is essentially going to talk to different people, different places, <laughs> tell you how you feel and how you're prepared, and all yep. this, all of a sudden it becomes a script. Okay, <laughs> uh, and it's it's a you know then you have practice, so now you have the responsibility of telling the world, right? Super Bowl here in Vegas, it's the, it's the biggest thing that's essentially happening in the world right now is the Super Bowl. Everybody's yeah. tuning in, yeah. right? So then you got, you got practice, you got media stuff that's happening, you got family stuff, people that are coming out of the woodwork. I mean, never mind. I mean, look, Patrick's got some stuff that's going on at home. Sure. He's got to deal with that in the public sphere. Now with all the rest of the different platforms that are out there, there's so many different ways in which people are distracted. And I think that increasingly as the Super Bowl goes on right there'll be more things that will continue to distract you um, one little thing that is is really interesting that I don't know if people really know when you're playing in the Super Bowl there's more timeouts when you're playing right. in the Super Bowl mm, the halftime is longer yeah when you're playing in the Super Bowl you come out earlier than you normally do during the regular season and so the the propensity of oh, not propensity well I guess propensity to win it's much higher if you've already been there before. So big edge for the Chiefs who were here last big, year. Big, big edge because the fact that, like, you know when you come out, everything's about a routine. You come out not 15 minutes before the game starts. You come out 20 minutes. Those five minutes make a big difference. When you go in for halftime, you come out, right, five minutes longer. So your body has more time to recover but at the same time relax, Yeah. right? Mm. And then the amount of other, you know, 
commercials and other things and breaks cause problems too. Yeah. Now you played for Andy Reid in Philly. Um, and Steve Spags. Yeah, and Spags. Spags. Yeah. What, what, what is it about Andy Reid that you think has made him such a successful head coach? Well, I mean, I, I think he's always had his routine. I think he's always had um, his strategy. You know, it's kind of like if it kind of like a person that has their own business, an entrepreneur. You have your formula, and you believe in your formula, and because you know your formula works, and you stick to your formula. Now you make a couple adjustments here or there, but you got to be a little bit stubborn in terms of like the way you're running your organization, and the way that you're uh, you're operating. I think Andy's been reticent uh, or, or resilient. I don't know. I think I'd probably say both. Reticent in the fact that what he wants to do is what he wants to do. Resilient, meaning that he's stuck with him. Yeah. You were looking at dictionary.com. Yeah, I was, like, I was thinking. Like, yeah. Reticent and resilient. Yeah. Is the honey getting like, it right? I'm, I'm, I'm getting not right. going to lie. I'm trying to read War and Peace right now, yeah. and some have to look up like every other word. Are you lifting at the same time? Yeah, it's, it's because, too heavy. It's <laughs> <laughs> your workout in, but, but Andy has a formula, and that formula has worked. Now, when, 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 when he was at Philadelphia, the formula stopped at yeah. the NFC Championship. But since Kansas City, it's gone through to the Super Bowl. I want to bring up Spags again. Has he always been this creative again? I'm, I'm a little younger That's Jim now. Johnson. That's all Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson, defensive coordinator for the Eagles, when he was a linebacker coach and my linebacker coach, that's where he learned it, right? All these coaches are traced back to a coaching tree. Sure. Andy yeah. has a coaching tree, yeah. right? Steve has a coaching tree, right? But Andy's actually part of his coaching tree because when he be became a head coach over the Giants, coaching tree. So – um, a lot of things are traced back to people that have taught you. The way that you all interview and the way that you all are doing this amazing show are traced back to people that you all seen, that you also that you have seen in the past that you try to emulate here today. Yeah. Well, we know you got to you got to get out of here. So before you leave, we got to ask you, final score prediction. What do you got? Well, before I give you final score prediction. Okay. All right. Uh, make sure you guys go. Cafe Momentum is going to have a booth over by the Sirius XM in the FanDuel corner, right? Okay. So. The seventh and the eighth of, uh, of of February, uh, from eleven o'clock to one o'clock, and a lot of the uh, justice, um, you know, those that have been in the juvenile justice system will be over there. The, the ambassadors, oh, they great. have been a part of the system, and then they have also worked through. Um, they've also worked through Cafe Momentum, so you'll get a chance to meet them. So I encourage everybody to go over there to be able to do that. And you can go to um, you can go cafemomentum.org for slash Super Bowl. All right, so check that out. All right, I want to make sure you do that. Do um, the the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be a, uh, I think it's going to be a third, I think it's going to be like a, a 30 to 20, 26 type of game. Right. I like that, 30 to 26. Okay. There's going to be a lot of points scored, but I think Patrick, he just kind of got that wiggle. No one yeah. else has a wiggle like Patrick. <laughs> he, does. <laughs> he does. He runs like he, like he looks like he has to go to the bathroom, but he's fast. I mean, I would use a different. I don't know if I would. There, I don't, that, that's a, that's a unique ex, uh, description. It's a I, I would just say that he's got a wiggle. He's got a wiggle. <laughs> wiggle. He's still working on his on his dad jokes. Yeah, You're working yeah, on. He's yeah, struggling, man. Get the zipper. Get the zipper. You know, <laughs> yeah, good. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much right. for coming by. Thank you. You're thank doing you, man, great work. It. Yeah. Thank you. I will say that's a former Bengal rolling with the Chiefs. You know, I mean, that's got some got something going there. I will say, obviously, he had Spagnola's there as well, as well yeah. as Andy Reid. Um, that is now, what, two to three as far as today? So we have DeHoney Jones and Nick Lowry who are rolling with 
with the Chiefs. Right. Uh, and then we are uh, rolling with um, Randy Grimes, Bobby Williams, rolling with the Niners. Wasn't one more Niner in there? You need your mic to talk. I, I, I don't know if you know that. Patrick uh, doesn't Matt have his mic to talk. But, uh, All right, I got to get my headphones yeah, on. Yeah, Matt Connor's here, but someone has to keep the show rolling while you put your headphones on, so then you grab your mic and can put mine on. I'm just trying to be professional here. You no, know, our so. audience is sophisticated. All right? They understand what's happening here. They know that this is live. Uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button for us, and uh, let's get some more cheese fans in here as, as we... Are going to start wrapping this one up for you with our guy Matt Connor, uh, and he is in. Uh, so Matt Connor, editor and chief over at ArrowheadAddict.com, and of course our co-host here on the Arrowhead Addict podcast. Matt is furiously working with the whole team at Arrowhead Addict. Why are you so angrily working, Matt? To get everyone uh, ready for the Super Bowl. How's it going, Matt? I'm good. I'm good. We miss you guys. There's we like. Yeah, yeah. I, Matt, I miss you good. so much, man. I want to give you a big old hug, dude. I can't see your <laughs> dome right now. Can't see your beautiful mug, but if I could give you a hug, I totally would. He's gonna pop up on the screen here. It'll happen. I'll be there. I'll be there. It's a delight. by the way, guys. I was in Vegas last week. Uh, I got COVID from seeing you two at the Sphere. Uh, like I went to that big giant building. Ended up with COVID. Came back. It was worth seeing. But when uh, I was there, I saw tons of Chiefs jerseys, like well before Super Bowl time. There were just Chiefs stuff everywhere. Yeah. And I asked, I would stop every one of them. I'm like, hey, do you get any, like, have you gotten any flack for being here in Vegas? And every single person was like, no, man, I just get high fives from other Chiefs fans who are like, yeah, me too. Uh, well, that must have been last week because this week it is about 80%. Niners fans. I mean, at least 80. It is absolutely wild. Again, I know it's Monday or Tuesday, I guess now. It's early on, but and again, let's be real now. Vegas is a lot Chiefs closer. I, I'm not taking a knock against Chiefs fans. I'm but, not. I'm not. This is not a knock. I, I, I'm just saying I am shocked at the fact that this many Niners fans are already here. I get it's closer, all that stuff, but I, I, I have been very surprised. It is very much 80-20 Niners Chiefs so far. Well, I'm shocked that that your, your, your co-host on the Arrowhead Attic podcast, Matt Connor, told you that he had COVID, and you didn't ask how he's feeling. So I'm going to do that. Matt, how are you feeling? He's talking to us, isn't he? How fast did you, how fast did you bounce back? Are you out of the woods? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm out of the woods now. It took like a week. Sterling, I noted that, by the way. We'll have Dude, words later. I texted you when you no, had it. I'm pretty sure. I maybe didn't. I don't know. Uh, I will say Aiden O'Connell and Jacoby Myers. You send me Myers, pictures like that anyway on a regular basis. Uh, yeah, I, those are normal. Those are normal. I, Aiden O'Connell and, and, and Jacoby Myers told me to go to this, uh, the Sphere to watch you too. So I don't know if they want me to have a good time or if they want me to, uh, you know, Matt Connor it. But they just want you to get sick. I thought it was sabotage a little bit. All right, Matt Connor, what are you looking forward to most in this game? We've been talking a lot about us. It's been a lot of the Patrick Sterling thoughts on the Chiefs. Yeah. What, what, what are some Matt Connor thoughts on the Chiefs Niners game? I, I, I just think it's going to be a drubbing. Like, I just think it's going to be a relatively boring game. Um, I, I, I just, I've never felt this confident about a Chiefs game in a very, very, very long time. And it's not even that the Chiefs have looked overly dominant this year compared like they're not a they feel less 
I don't know, together than other years, maybe. But, you know, honestly, this, I, I don't know. We've already gone, the Chiefs have won with margin on the road in Baltimore. They won with margin on the road in Buffalo. Oh, with the margin. I mean, I mean, come on. That Buffalo game was was nerve wracking. Even the Ravens game to an extent. But I, when you fumble out the end zone, I mean, but they what do I'm this stuff is, every single game, brother. <laughs> I mean, every single game is penalties. It's 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 losing the turnover margin. Come on now. I'm saying the Chiefs have gone on the road in these situations where the other team has to have that game, is dying to have that game, is 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 clamoring for the chance to get this monkey off their back. And in, in these situations, the Chiefs shoot themselves in the foot once, maybe even twice, maybe three times, and still win on the road, and now they're here. They're here again. And watch the way they conduct themselves in, in pressers this week. And uh, Look, man, they've been here. They know what they're doing. It, it uh, you know, Against Kyle Shanahan, who hasn't been able to get it done before, it, it, I just don't even think it's going to be all that great of a matchup what makes you so confident though i mean this 49ers team has been favored in every game this season they're playmakers all over the offense i know the chiefs defense is good but you got christian mccaffrey you got iu you got kittle like no how why would i worry about any of those guys when this defense is also playing historically we need to talk about the chiefs defenders with the same sort of awe and marveling that we talk about the Niners' offensive pieces, and and look, so I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about, oh my gosh, they have George Kittle without also saying, oh my gosh, we have Legereus Sneed, love and it. I don't want to yeah, say, oh my gosh, they have Debo Samuel without saying, oh my gosh, we have Chris Jones. I love I'm just it. Not gonna... Well, let's say what? Uh, sorry, as your hype man, I'm just yeah, saying, I love it in the background. I'm trying to get hyped up. So keep the background going. Well, so so look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I said, what's what's the most, like, just forget all of football, basics-wise, what's the most important thing you have to have? Quarterback. Then put Brock Purdy up against Patrick Mahomes and tell me by how many multiples the Chiefs are winners there. Then say, what else is the major thing? Coaching staff. Tell me which coaching staff, not only at the top, Andy Reid versus Shanahan, but just multiples of having that continuity at every I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Spagnolo, who sh- it, I couldn't believe he didn't get any votes for assistant coach of the year. Couldn't yeah. believe it this year, but he should be. He's an, he's he's extraordinary. So, all I'm saying is, in the most important categories, the Chiefs are stomping all over them. Then, if you want to go like, oh well, they've got these other stars. I, the Chiefs do too. We're just not used to talking about the defense in that way. In five years and ten years, you're going to go. There were multiple Hall of Famers on that defense overall. I, who, I, I think who, we're going to be saying that. Who do you think and they are? So I just think we're not there yet because they're so young. Who do you think the Hall of Famers on that defense are? Obviously I think Chris Jones Young. and McDuffie are going to get there. I know that's saying so early, but I think they're going to get there. Sneed is, of course, a lockdown. I, you know, I think he's Hall of Fame, whatever. But you know, he's he's all pro talent. You know, the linebackers are as deep as they get. You know, around you got the top corner combination. Carla, I'm, you know, you're going to miss some guys. I don't like the fact that I'm in he's out. I don't like the lack of safety depth with Cook out. Edwards has been injured recently. That, that could be a steep fall. But just overall, man, overall, um, I don't know, man. We we want to tickle the, we want to, we want to play up the Niners playmakers, like the Chiefs don't have mirror image answers on defense, and they do.
Yeah, you know, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. It's kind of what I what I try and pride myself on. Um, I, I think the Niners are a little bit better than maybe you're giving credit to, and this is going to be a closer game potentially than you're giving credit to. But I completely understand where you're coming from. You know, it has been a lot of, well, what about the weapons? The weapons, the weapons, with, with, with your right, not enough talk about what the Chiefs can do to mirror that. I thought the Ravens were actually a horrendous matchup for Kansas City. Um, I actually think Kansas City matches up fairly well against the 49ers. But one thing I, I have a little issue with you saying is, you know, it's true. I'm not disagreeing, but the same things were used against Andy Reid. Like, until Kyle Shanahan does it, you know, he hasn't done it yet. Well, Andy Reid had the same thing happen. Until Andy Reid does it, sure, he sure. hadn't done it before. I remember when uh, he came to Kansas City. Like, I, I was thrilled. And I lived in Philly. I knew a lot of Philly people were like, you're going to love him in the regular season, but he's never going to get it done. He will never get it done. They firmly believe that. But then what happened? He broke through. So I think it's a little unfair to say, well, because Kyle Shanahan hasn't done it yet, it means he won't do it. I, I think it's a little bit of a um, we forget the same narrative was used against Andy Reid. Look, if you laid out these teams, no one was, no one is ever going to put the 49ers as the biggest test in, these, in this postseason. You just wouldn't. You would have put the Ravens, then you'd put the Bills, then you'd put the Niners, then you'd put the, the Dolphins. So the fact that we've already gone on the road, not neutral field, the fact that we've had two weeks to prepare, the fact that the Chiefs know exactly what they're doing with this kind of rhythm and this kind of spacing versus maybe the Niners who kind of sound and look like they're not used to being here. I just don't get it. I'm not afraid of CMC. I wasn't afraid of Christian McCaffrey for years with the Panthers. I'm not going to be worried now that he's on the West Coast just because Shanahan's using him instead. Look, I, I'm just not there. I'm not there in any way. I think the Chiefs go up early. I think they, I think they go all in, and I, I think it's a 20-point blowout win. I, I just don't see it. I love your confidence. Yeah, we were just talking to Dahani Jones, and, and we were talking about the edge of experience. Obviously, there were a few 49ers that are still on the team from Super Bowl 54, but most of that team has turned over. Hell, most of the Chiefs team has turned over. I think there's only seven Chiefs left from that game, but the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. There's a ton of players on the Chiefs with Super Bowl experience. How much, in your eyes, is that edge in favor of the Chiefs, having gone through this whole week before? having been down at halftime to the Philadelphia Eagles and finding a way to come back, understanding the difference in the timing of the commercials and the halftime shows, just everything. How big of an edge is that for the Chiefs? How much it, is that going to matter? It's huge. I, I think you just said it. I think it's absolutely huge. I think they absolutely know exactly what uh, to expect. They know what they're doing. That young core can build on what they've already accomplished before. Look, man, they've won the Super Bowl. They beat the Ravens. Like, that game – Like. Like, they've, they've taken out the biggest juggernauts already. So they know, guys, if we just finish our, finish our business, that's all we have to do. Go about what we've already been doing. That's such a big mental difference versus, like, San Fran thinking, okay, we've got to beat the best. They just won last year. They're going to do it again this year maybe. Like, that mental edge, it's just all there for the Chiefs. I just don't see it for San Fran. What about Brock Purdy? Uh, obviously, great season, great story for him. He's playing on a stacked offense. But when he played the Baltimore Ravens a few weeks ago and went up against an elite unit, he looked really lost for a lot of the game. Are we going to see something similar happen? Is Steve Spagnuolo just going to absolutely feast on this guy's inexperience? 
I mean, I would think so. You know, Spags is going to do what he's always done, and 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 Purdy is right in line to. I mean, all trends in this game, the way that the way that San Francisco uh, likes to play. I just think he's going to be able to confuse him. Maybe we're underestimating. Maybe we're underestimating. But there's no reason to overestimate until it's done. So it's exactly what Sterling said. You know, you could downplay Andy Reid for never having won the big game until he wins it. But yeah, until he wins it, there's. I'm not going to pick him. I'm not going to pick him to win. Picking the Niners to win this is like picking the Chargers in the preseason at this point. Like no, they do every year. Connor. I, I, like dude, they do every year. Your dude. confidence is is making me want to run through a wall. I'm not. I, I really feel like you are underestimating a very talented, what was pretty much a consensus, best team in the NFL all season long type of team. Now I get it. The Chiefs are playing much better football. And I think the Chiefs win this game. That's not what I'm, I'm disagreeing with you on. But but I, I, I feel like you were almost forgetting how good this Niners team has been all year long. The talk was they could not come back from behind. That if they got down, they would crumble. Brock Purdy isn't going to lead a comeback. Now I get it. The Detroit Lions defense and the Packers, their defense is nowhere near, not even close to being as talented as Kansas City's. But they did it. Like, they don't have a lot to prove outside of this one game I, I i do feel like you are almost underestimating how good they have been i i mean we'll just have to agree to disagree man i just don't a comeback win against the detroit lions is not going to move the meter for me like in any way shape or form i love it man uh, you got me fired up i was worried i was worried about the game i was worried about the niners offense but now i think it's chiefs are going to hang 50 on them <laughs> shut out you know, Shanahan's going to retire bro. at halftime. Come on board. Come on board the realism train. <laughs> All right, but Ugh. look, look. They're, the Niners are going to draw blood at some point in this game. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be like like the, the Chiefs have struggled against the run all year. What, what do you think they do to try to at least limit Christian McCaffrey? I'm, you know, you're, you're, you are hurting there. You're hurting there because the defensive interior is where the Chiefs can bleed. Uh, you know, I mean, we've seen guys like Mike Pinnell went from street free agent to playing quality rotational reps. Derek Nadi has a known ceiling. He's dealt with some injuries as well. Um, yeah, you know, it's not it's not pretty there. But honestly, the Chiefs linebacking core is at full or um, is looking at full strength. Willie Gay is going to play. I just think it's going to be yeah. I, I I'm just I don't care if they give up yards. I just don't. I think they lock down in the red zone. They'll be fine. Giving up three here and there. That works for me. Um, yeah, CMC will get some of his. That's fine. The Niners are a very, very good team from a lesser conference. I'm not trying to paint them as the Chargers. All I'm saying is every year in the offseason, people overthink things because we give them too long. We've gotten two weeks to talk about this game. We've, we're, like, we're, we're, we're getting it way too much thought. The Niners are the lesser team from the lesser conference. The Chiefs have already beaten bigger teams. They've been here before. The better quarterback, the better head coach, as good of position players on the on mirror images of the ball, with coaches who've been here and, and are the best at adjusting mid-game. Who, who are you really going to back there? Who's going to win? So obviously you think the Chiefs are going to win, and we'll get your final score prediction here in just a minute. Who's going to win the MVP for this game? 
for the Chiefs if it's going to be the Chiefs. Obviously, it's, it's prob- it would probably be Patrick Mahomes stopped in the quarterback, but there, there's an argument to be made that Pacheco could have a yeah. huge game against this, this, this Niners defense. Who do you yeah. think it's going to be? I think it would be Pacheco. I think it's going to be Pacheco. Remember this. Damian Williams three years ago ran for 104 yards, by the way. That's the 18th highest in Super Bowl history. He's like a top 20 running back in Super Bowl history. Damian Williams was. So I think Pacheco beats that. I think Pacheco gets a top 10 rushing yardage in Super Bowl history in this game because the Chiefs will be ahead, and I think they're just going to run it down their throats. By the way, Pacheco doesn't drop catches either. I mean, he's like he's on a he's on a tear right now in terms of catch rate. So I, I love Pacheco in that role. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna feast. Uh, Matt, we're gonna try and find a way to get you into the locker room so you can give your speech because gotcha. I I think that that's gonna rile up, fire up the Chiefs players. I'm down. I'm down. Bring me in. Well, I just got COVID last time I was there, so I don't know. Just yeah, film, maybe, maybe film it and play yeah, it. Maybe not. Sure you're yeah. not still contagious. All right, lay it on us, man. What's? Here, well, I'm gonna put a spin on this. Score at halftime. Final. Mm. I'm staring into your eyes right now, which is the camera. We are staring so hard. There it is. I'm staring back. I'll go 21-6 at halftime. I like it. I'll go 35 to 15. <laughs> 15. Overall, I think it's a bunch of field goals for them. Uh, yeah, and I, and I think Pacheco for 125 yards from scrimmage. Matt Connor from Arrowhead Attic. Matt, people got to go to the website, right? Could you could you just give me the pitch really quickly for if you're a podcast fan, maybe you don't read the website as much. Why do people need to be on the website starting right now, all the way through Monday after the Super Bowl? And yeah, come check us out, ArrowheadAttic.com. We always have the latest news there. Plus, we have. Um, we have everything ranging from hilarious commentary on the crazy social things that are going on, whatever the latest Niners are crying about next, um, <laughs> as, as, well as, uh, as well as great analysis all the way through. Um, and, and not only are we into this game, but we're even previewing some draft stuff ahead of time. We're asking all the questions that everyone's asking on Twitter. We put it in basically article form and... Uh, and highlight the conversation that everyone's already having. ArrowheadAg.com, Editor-in-Chief Matt Connor, our buddy, our co-host here on the Arrowhead Ag Podcast. Matt, have a great rest of your week, man. Thanks for hopping on, and we'll see you soon, brother. Miss you guys. Looking Miss good, you. though. Miss you, too. Thank you. We are looking good, Sterling. I think we're looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. Patrick. Yeah, how long? This was fun. I, I gotta, I gotta hop. I gotta interview some people, you Patrick. Go. You can hang on here as long as you want. No, no, we gotta I shut gotta, it down. Uh, Listen, we're gonna be back tomorrow. All right. Eight a.m. Wait, eight a.m. Box. Wait, I gotta be here <laughs> doing live radio podcast work at eight a.m. at eight a.m. Pacific. Pacific. So it'll be a little bit. Won't be as early for you all in Kansas City. Uh, Guys, that's on the Stacking the help. Box YouTube channel. Uh, they're gonna have Puka Nakua. They're gonna have Nate Boyer. Uh, Shannon Sharp's going to be on with Sterling and Malcolm, our Special Olympics reporter. It's going to be great. Michael Penix. Boom. Uh, Stag the Box went at 10.15. And then uh, at 10.35, Arrowhead Addict's going to start off with, listen to this, Dan Marino, Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Marino. Uh, we're going to get uh, Jerry Rice's son, Brendan's going to be on. Um, Romo Dunze is going to be on, uh, wide receiver. Dalton Kincaid from Buffalo Bills. That should be an interesting one. Devon H. Like, we're gonna, we have a lineup 
for you tomorrow. Uh, Will Golston's going to be on. Plays it's a teaser. You don't say everyone, no, Patrick. I'm giving, them the, I'm giving them the goods, baby. Make sure you are here tomorrow. And I will tease Thursday is even better than that lineup. So make sure you keep it here. Arrowhead Addict. Com, Arrowhead Addict YouTube channel. Like, subscribe. We're going to get out of here. We got some gambling to do. We got a media party tonight. Sterling's got interviews. I got to work. We got to work. We will see you guys back here tomorrow, bright and early. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.